Welcome to the 325th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on February 26th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's full of surprises, Carlos Rodella. I got a surprise right now for you. You want to hear it? I do. Um, crazy sauce. Oh, no, that was a letdown. I thought you, were, <laughs> I thought you had something else in the pipe. <laughs> I had nothing. We got nothing. This is the shit show. This is the uh, where I'm deeming it the shit show episode. We got a weird mix of games. Yeah, yeah. I had nothing ready for a surprise besides crazy sauce. This is just going to be a weird show. You do have surprises, though, because uh, at least two of the three games you're going to... In fact, all three of the games you're bringing are surprises to me. Specifically, your second game, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, I see um, what you were going for. Yeah, so you I could have done that, yeah. That's okay. Well, we got we Can got we restart the shit show? Nah, it's, it's keeping with the theme. Watch, just do it again, though. Just do it again, because it is a shit show. Just D- do it again? Do the intro like okay. in this m- I'll just do the last little bit here. Yeah, go ahead. With me is the man who's full of surprises, Carlos Rodella. Man, you won't believe the crazy games I got to show you today. There you go. That's full of surprises today. That's I'm exactly full it. of indie game surprises. The biggest indie game of all is the one you're talking about in the middle. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, as you can tell, we're a little bit loopy. We're a little bit punch drunk. I don't know about you, Carlos, but um, I'm pretty tired. It's been a really busy week um it's been a very unusual week um and so i think maybe that's going to be reflected in today's episode maybe we should apologize just right now for anything that happens after this point i'm I'm thinking maybe we should i think we are i'm just even by calling it the shit show and also i got a crick in my neck is that how they say it yeah yeah a crick in my neck like a creek i guess i don't know where that came from but i mean i was thinking of it as a crick as in like the sound like that makes like a Mm. crick sound I could be wrong, though. Maybe. I, I don't know. It feels like a pinch in my neck, actually. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's from obviously computer stuff and all my work stuff. And anyways, it won't leave. And so, yeah, that's going to make me a little weird, too. So maybe you should uh, have some drinks or something. I don't know. It's too early. I mean, ibuprofen, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Right. You're like, Carlos, maybe not drinks. Maybe just like <laughs> medicine. Maybe don't go straight to the hard liquor. Maybe let's try some uh, anti-inflammatories first, perhaps. Well, don't worry. I have none in the house. I don't All carry right. liquor in my house. Anyway, folks, uh, let's get to the show. And again, we do apologize if this is uh, way left of center for us. I think we're both kind of feeling it this week, but the show must go on. Uh, let's start off as we usually do. Everybody knows that Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. That is right. This is the housekeeping section. I've got quite a bit, Carlos, but uh, what do you got this week? Let's do you first here. I think we do both have a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, All right. Just Go a messy, it. messy house because we're it's a messy episode. Um, first thing is not too messy. It's just kind of a nice little uh, shiny box, which is in March 10th. In March 10th? On March 10th. On March 10th. Uh, which is very soon, uh, and this is not for you at all, so don't worry about This is a, oh, no. a non-Brad story. Am I pre-hating this? I'm already pre-hating this. No, no it's not hate. It's just that you're not going to play it. So oh, okay. on March 10th, on Steam, releases a new Souls-like game uh, called Bleak Faith Forsaken. Well, that's quite a title. Yes, and I followed it a little bit. The, the cool thing is this. One, it looks amazing. Definitely has an Elden Ring, Dark Souls vibe. It, that's the style of game it is, 100%. 
uh, now that as we've talked about on the show, as I've gotten better in quotes at those games, I feel like I want to try more of them. Anyways, it's made by three people, uh, and it looks amazing. Uh, so mm. I'm 100% going to play it. Interesting. I'm looking at screenshots right now. Yeah, it definitely seems to be very Souls-like, and so that's going to... You know, it's always weird to me when people do Souls-likes because um, we can just talk about whatever. I feel like the show is kind of whatever, whatever today, so we can do whatever we want to do. Um, going off on the Souls-like tangent, it's weird to me because, I mean, clearly Souls has had a huge, huge impact on the industry that's that's undeniable mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you like souls or you don't you cannot deny that FromSoft has rocked the industry um and it seems like a lot of developers really love souls they love playing souls which is cool because i mean you know i have enjoyed them i know you're starting to enjoy them more we're both getting into them and stuff like that which is fine but they they always they want to do their own souls game which is great but it really shows that a lot of people don't know what makes them good like they may enjoy them but they don't quite understand because there's a lot of really bad ones out there. And then also it's weird to me that souls exists. And so if you're going to make one, you should do one that is different enough to stand out because if you're just making one that looks just like souls, like souls is already there, Mm -hmm. you're not going to topple them. So do your own thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. What was the one that spiders just did? Um, oh, the one with the steam, the steampunk, steampunk. marionette yeah. chick thing. Uh, Steel Rising? Steel yeah, Rising. Steel Rising. Okay, so that's a good example. Like, And we have an, a, a couple others that we talk about in the show where they just literally copied it. But with Steel Rising, they kind of did their own thing. But also, I think they try to play both sides too much. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So it's like an action game and it was Souls-like. But like, why, do, why are you doing both? Because it doesn't right. feel like you did either one better. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think it needs to be unique enough. I still have hope for Bleak Fake, Bleak Faith, Forsaken, or any other one that they will do something unique about it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, like I, I like that style, but I would like them to make it their own. So. Well, I would. I was going to ask you. I, I mean, this is the first I'm hearing about this, so I don't know anything mm. other than just the screenshots I just looked at, which look like like you could mistake those for Dark Souls screenshots if you didn't know. But do you know what the hook of this game is? Is there supposed to be some kind of unique twist or something or what's their what's their their premise do you know no idea okay yeah i have no idea <laughs> i think it, it's gonna be I, I don't know if they have the price point up yet but i think it's a cheaper game um i might just pick it up you know that's how i that's how i roll sure 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 i don't like any information sometimes and i just get it by the way devel- developers love me <laughs> they you are everybody's favorite customer man yeah you don't need marketing team behind uh, your game if carl's is coming to town i just walk yes. in and i go <laughs> is that a game is that a is that an indie game? Is that a game? I'm buying it. I might buy it. Uh, <laughs> although price point does stop me. Obviously, sure. nowadays I don't have as much money right now. But sure. um, if it's like fifty, sixty, seventy dollar game, I'm not doing that. But right, right. Anywho, right. we'll check it out. I'll bring it to the show. I'm sure, and we'll see if they do a unique thing or not. Um, the other thing I just want to mention: State of Play obviously happened. Oh my god, dude! I didn't even know that happened until literally you sent me the clip. You're like, "This is going down," and I'm like, "What?" I didn't even hear about it until the moment like camera started rolling. Well, they st- they um, st- state of play and a bunch of even Microsoft stuff. They'll do like stealth launches, you know. Um, I'm never sure why they do that, but they're like, "Yeah, in a few days we're doing this." Um, I didn't I-, I didn't know about it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. So what? What went down? Anything good? Not much. You know, I I, I definitely went on record on this show saying that I don't like these smaller digital directs. I know Nintendo started it. I know at, at times we definitely needed it and still, you know, do with like crowd control and you know, the pandemic, et cetera. But at the same time, I just miss those 
in-person live shows or just like a live event that's taking place, even if no one was in the audience and it was like a live stream, you know, of a stage somewhere where it's people were talking, which by the way, they did those too, remember? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's even different. But like these are like just prepackaged things that I could watch on YouTube. So I don't, I don't find any real value out of them. But especially when you don't bring a ton to the table. Uh, I'll tell you the highlights that I wrote down. Okay. Um, State of Play was mainly to focus on the PSVR 2, which just I came out. I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say. Uh, I, I don't think either of us can afford it right now. It's a bazillion dollars. No. Um, There's a lot, of, a lot of caveats that go along with that right now, I think. For me, anyway. Yeah, well, well I'd like to hear those. But yeah, I liked the first one. I did have it. Um, it was cheaply made and a ton of wires. But the actual inside performance of the PSVR was good. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in like someday picking it up, but like it's seven hundred dollars or something, right? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean you might as well just buy. I mean I don't know. My 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 kid still wants a PS5, and I'm like, well, I guess I could get you that instead of the PSVR too. But right. I'm not gonna get either one because who's got the kind of money right now? Yeah, no, yeah. But anyways, they just showed off a bunch of games for it, so I kind of just like checkbox those and said, okay, someday I'll go back and look at those. Sure. Um, and then Destiny Two, they showed their Lightfall campaign surprise spoiler because uh, this is a shit show i'm not gonna gonna surpri- uh, hide the surprise i'm gonna talk about destiny 2 later on the show the world's um, biggest indie game it's a huge indie game you know no one knows about it um but yeah i played destiny back in the dizzy i never played destiny 2 because i got tired of destiny i know what it is it's you know the mmo where you shoot things and get a bunch of loot and they get you addicted to it um and you might have some fun with friends i'm not downplaying it but that's why I stopped playing a long time ago. But the Lightfall, it looked really fun. And I was like, I could use another, you know, quick game to jump into. So the reason I'm talking about today is because talk about not having money. Destiny 2 right now is free, you know, yeah. in gotcha. quotes, in quotes. Gotcha. So they get you in. They let you play some of the, you know, Witch Queen DLC for free. All of it's free. And then they they try to upsell you, you know, on tons of shit, like sure. campaigns. Sure. Uh, so I will talk about it later, but they did show that, and it, it got me to play it. So success. Effective marketing. Effective marketing. And then they showed Ch- uh, Chia to Chia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking which about. Which I yeah. really want to play so badly. T-C-H-I-A. T-C-H-I-A. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And that's, that's very soon, too. That's March 20th or something. Yeah, coming up. Uh, and then Humanity, the people who made Res... I feel bad that I don't know that main person's name. I feel like that's a very famous Tetsuya name. Tetsuya Mizuguchi, I think? I could yes. be wrong. I think that's what it is. Um, but they said the people that made Res, so I don't know if it's like a you know, team. team. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if you saw the video, but it looks really cool. You're like um, crowd controlling a bunch of humans, and you're like moving them around like uh, Sims, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like running in a pack, like like Pikmin. And no, you're doing I didn't like see this trailer, but it sounds interesting. It's really cool. Is looking. it music based? Like uh, no, no, like no. Res was? It's like no, sim it's totally based different. or like lemmings, okay. you know, like human based lemmings. And yeah, then there's gotcha. like puzzles. And the coolest thing is that you can build levels with it, like not just the levels they give you, but you can build your own. All right. So that's kind of cool. Uh, they mentioned Wayfinder, which we can now say that we both played. Right? Did you play it too? God, what is he? That such a generic name. We. Remind it was an MMO. It was? it was like an MMO type uh, uh, dungeony fantasy RPG. Um, oh my god! Wow, I multiplayer game. Forgot. Let me let me just look at the embargo real quick. Yeah, it's, if sure you it's just go to over. Playway uh, or 
Was it PlayWayFinder? Yeah, PlayWayFinder.com, I think. And you can register yeah. right now. That's why we know we can talk about it because yes, everybody can sign up. Oh, my gosh. We already played it. I tell... And I'll bring it up also because... No, no, we can't say anything. No. No, no I'm not talking... I'm saying that I played it. Right. I mean, that. yeah, don't say anything else because we're still okay. under... Well, I did play it. And also, it'd be weird if we're under embargo when it's in two days, it's available for everybody. I mean, agreed, but I'm looking at the PR email right now and I'm. it's like, yep, you're under embargo until April. Okay. So we can't say anything about... I still didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, I did say that we played it. We, we can did. say that, We, we right? played it and I'll... <laughs> and I... Not... I mean, don't don't Shit take show. this to mean anything, but uh-huh. I completely forgot that I played it. So oh, I won't take that to mean anything because you can't say anything about it. I can't say anything about it, and I'm not talking. But about I it. did play it, and how about this? I did remember it. How okay. about that? There you go. Two hot takes. Ooh, hot takes around embargo. Us remember dancing us around the embargo. All right, no more, no more dancing. We're no, but dancing. I, I'm doing them a favor and saying that in two days from now, this recording, so on 28th of February, everybody can sign up to play it. Well, that'll be good. That'll be good. Even though, by the way, that'll be weird if, if everybody can sign up to play it and we can't talk about it until April. That won't make any sense. We stranger, have to check that. Stranger things have happened, but I'm hoping that PR will circle back and say, oh, we're, we're, we are amending the I think they date. would want to amend it. I think or it's will, just Carlos and Brad can never talk about it. That's also funny. a possibility. Okay. Um, they've, they've listened to the podcast. They, they do. They just don't admit it. Yeah. Street Fighter Six. they showed off a bunch <clears> of characters. Now, the only reason I bring this up is because, and this is a kind of a low-key way to bring up my job, my new job, um, which I work with Twitch, which I think I've talked about. Yeah, you mentioned it once or twice. Okay. So they show the fighting game. We recently had Sonic Fox on on one of our shows. Do you know Sonic Fox? I have heard of that person. Yeah, he's amazing. So he's a furry. He's gay. He can destroy anybody in a fighting game. (laughs) Like, that's his combo. That's his whole MO. Um He's so fun to watch. He's so fun of a person. Uh, he, we had him on the show, and he played like some guy who was like really good at Street Fighter. He held his own because that's not his game, but he played Tekken and beat him like without looking. Gotcha. Like he was like literally looking away from the screen. Uh, anyways, he's amazing and fun. But watching him play actually got me excited about fighting games a little bit. You know, uh-huh. when you watch someone good at their craft, you know, sure. Um, yeah, so when I was watching the Street Fighter Six thing in State of Play, I was like, maybe I do go to that. Because if you remember, there's a solo player like campaign in that. Um, and I don't mean like just like normal fighting games, but like there's one where you kind of open world run around. I don't know. I haven't really been following yeah. it that much at all. Yeah, you can like challenge people and then then it turns into a fighting game. Hmm. Um, so I might go play Street Fighter Six, and it's all thanks to Sonic Fox. Give it a shot. Let me know how it goes. I thought you were going to talk about it because of the Cammy pose that's making the round and all the memes right now. Cammy oh, wait. I don't just, know the pose. She, well, pff, just just Google Cammy Street Fighter 6 pose and you'll see it. And uh, everybody's like all of a sudden the biggest Cammy fan in the world, which is goofy. But uh, that that happened. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I go way back with Street Fighter. I'm sure you played it in the arcade just like I did back in the day. And that was cool. But I've, I've fallen pretty hard off of um, fighting games. I find that most of them... Do not have substantial enough single player modes, and I am not young enough uh, to compete with anybody who <laughs> is serious about playing this. I'm not yeah. young enough, and I don't have enough time because you need to practice. You need to practice like crazy. Plus, you have to have the good young person reflexes, and I just don't. I can't do that anymore. Um, I could probably play it just fine, uh, but not like I would like win anything. I wouldn't beat anybody. 
Uh, but I could probably clear a campaign if there was a good one. But I played the last Street Fighter, and I remember being really unimpressed with the single-player options. And I'm just like, whatever, I'm not going to... I'm not well, going to take this online or anything, so forget it. Exactly. That's why I'm with you. But then I did see some stuff about um, the one-player game being more interesting in the, in the fact that there's a little bit of an open world. So, I mean, we'll ch- I'll check into it. I mean, if they, had a, if they had a good single player, I'd come to it. But I feel like Capcom has really been focusing on the online, and that's just, just not for me. Yeah, yeah. It's not for me either. But I, by the way, I do like watching it because uh, one of the shows, oh, sure. one of the oh, shows sure. I work on is called Challengers, and you should check it out. This is a, you know simple plug uh even though it's just my job but it is a really fun show and uh it's called challengers rising it's on twitch but yeah so like watching people play and when they're at the top of their game and it's like they're like shit talking each other and stuff it's fun to watch oh um, yeah oh yeah i see the cami pose and i get it you know she's doing a little bit of a a, a butt pose a little booty pop going a little on. booty pop oh my goodness booty pop's a good name for the episode too it's a good one too um, but yes, um, whatever. That doesn't really like, do anything for me in a game, but interesting. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then lastly, and say to play Suicide Squad, I could care less. I keep hearing about it, but I just like, I, it's supposed, that's the one that's supposed to be online all the time, even if you're just a single player, right? It's like a looter shooter. I think they're yeah. doing a looter shooter with that, and I don't care. I mean, I like looter shooters sometimes. I'm actually excited for Redfall. But I don't want to play Suicide Squad. Is it first person or third person? It looks third person, I think, all the time, yeah. Anywho, and there was a couple other things. That's all that kind of caught my mind. Uh, As you can see, that's kind of throwaway for me, though. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of watch all those trailers on YouTube. What's the difference? Yeah, that's kind of what I usually do. I don't watch the show. I just kind of read somebody's recap, and then I just look up any particular trailers that caught my attention or that seem interesting or that people are talking about, and then save myself the 48 minutes of of other show that I don't want to watch. I, something I am excited about and is an indie game, unlike Destiny, is Little Lands. Uh, I've heard of it. Tell guessing me. you didn't hear about it. I don't know anything really much about it besides I saw it on Twitter. I started following the creator. Uh, just have people check it out. I don't know. I just want to give people a shout out. Check out Little Lands. Actually, is there just like a Steam page yet? Little Lands. It looks like one a word little, or two. One word. There's the Twitter. There's the website. Dot com. Uh, oh, Little Land. Is the website is not there? Uh, let me see if there's a Steam page. There is Little Lands on Steam. It looks adorable. Um, the graphics are that same kind of like 3D, but with a depth of field blur on the edges. Yeah, uh, style game. I mean, when I was a kid, I would have like lost my shit for this kind of graphics. You know, like it's, oh, <laughs> it's amazing. Um, we just kind of take it for granted nowadays, but I don't because I think it's amazing. And yeah, it's just like a little. Game where you walk around and um, explore, and I don't know much about it, but it just looks visually arresting. Oh, well, that's good. That's a good good place to investigate a game. You know, just if something catches your eye. I mean, that catches my eye. Anything with good art, yeah. good character design, that's that's worth a Google for me. And lastly, the last box is uh, belonging to John from Gaming in the Wild, which we mention a lot. Oh, yeah. What's up with John? He did a tweet, and I thought I'd mention it because I also agree with these gripes of his. Uh, he said, here's some of his top gripes. Um, making oh, I me... missed that. I'm, I'm disappointed because I love gripes. Well, I'll give you the three gripes, and you can tell me. All right. I'm, I'm sure you agree with all of them. Making me scroll through TNC sheets and accept everything without reading. Yes. You know, that's, that's a good point. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think about this all the time because you can't, like, 99% of the time, I mean, Steam is maybe different, but, like, on console... 
if you download a game, you can't refund it, right? Like, I mean, it's it's a, an arduous process at best. Steam, you can though, by the way. Yeah, you can refund yeah. on Steam, but like in you know Xbox or something. I don't know if there's even a refund process on Xbox. There might be. I think there might be on PS4, but like or PS5, but but they're they're difficult, right? So like you just buy a game and then you have to scroll through all these TNCs and it's like you you can't read them. They're they're legalese. You don't know what they mean, and if you don't click them, you can't play your game. So they're they're you know de facto forcing you to agree to these things. It's bullshit, man. It's really bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It's a gripe, and we agree with John. Second gripe. Um, and by the way, what are we signing? You know what I mean? Well, like, you know, that's that... the thing. Tan- quick tangent. Quick yeah, tangent, tangent back been... to the first point. Quick Please. tangent back to the other tangent, to the other tangent that's over there. Um, you know, there's been a couple pushes over, over recent years to get terms and conditions to be written in plain English and in simplified English because, you know, they don't want you to read the stuff that's in there. It's like it's like literally 19 pages and you have to have a legal degree to even parse out what it means. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Like the average person doesn't understand it. They click it because they just want to do the thing that they pay their money to do or, you know, whatever. They just got a phone. They got to click the TNC. Like, you know, everything, everything, any service you sign up for, you can't read it. And there have been people who have said, you know, this is not fair because you're making people sign stuff that you know that they don't know and they're not going to read, they don't understand. Uh, they can't really fully give consent, and so you're taking advantage of people. And they have been trying to get things to be reduced, but the, the powers that be are like, no, we're not going to reduce it down. We love having this thing, this power that we have, where we can have all these hidden conditions, devils in the details, so they say. And so they just keep forcing normal people like you and me to sign off on these things. And then if anything happens, we're fucked because, well, you signed it, you clicked the agree. Well, I didn't, it was 27 pages and I had no yeah. idea what it said. And I don't, even if I read it, which takes a million years, you don't even know what it means. And then what are the legal definitions? Like you don't have that ability. So that's bullshit. Like we need to really get rid of hyper complicated contracts, especially like user end contracts like this and just really simplify it down. It should be no more than one page in plain English. I agree with you, but now I have a devil's advocate to your devil's in the details. Oh, man. Okay, I well. know. This is weird. I, I mean, this is the shit show, so we're going to go down this rabbit hole. And I'm only saying this because I know from experience. But one, I agree with you, right? They should be simple, and I this is why I agree with the gripe. So we got that clear. I agree All with right. the gripe. Secondly, being at companies, I've been at many major companies now uh, over my long career. Sure. Almost all of them are only doing this because of one simple reason is because of the legal uh, ramifications that they have to do with their team. Sure. The legal team says, well, you can't release this thing, game, feature, <clears throat> website, whatever, unless you do these things. Because I've literally been that person sure, where sure. I wanted to do something and they go, well, you can't. Even like a giveaway, we we're giving away a $50 thing. And they're like, well, fuck you. You can't do that yet. Um, <laughs> here's a document. And then I had to copy and paste and make a fucking five-page document sure, to give sure. away fifty dollars. So part of it is that just to you know. Oh yeah, I mean I know there's liability and stuff involved, but like there's no reason they couldn't have somebody write it in a way that it is easy to understand. Like you know, rather than having twenty-seven pages of legalese, you get like a language person who can be like, okay, well, what you're really trying to say is this, and they boil it down right. from twenty-seven pages to four pages, and then it's yep. written, you know, all the all the fifteen-dollar words switch in $3 words and then people can understand what it says. I mean, I get the protection of liability and that makes sense. But if I don't know what this says, then I cannot participate in what you want me to do. And there's going to be differences. And it's just putting the consumer at a disadvantage, which I know you agree with. Fine, I agree. And also, there, yeah. Yeah. There just needs to be a, a, a new job created, which is like, hey, I'm the guy that boils down your contract. 
you write the contract, you give it to me, and then I, I take it from 20 pages to one page, and that's my job. Like right. Somebody needs to do that oh, job. That'd right? be a good job. Oh, you know, unfortunately, you know what that job is? What's that? That's a job for AI. No. I know you don't want to no. hear that, but I'm, no. I know you don't want to hear it, but that's actually what's going to happen. Anywho. No. Anyway. Uh, this number two gripe is making me sign up for a dumb account before playing. Agreed. Oh, I hate it. That'll get me to like. That'll get me to not play at all. Like sometimes I'll just be like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if it's like too much of an arduous process, like almost every MMO that I've ever had to play. Yeah, part of that makes sense because I used to do that back in the PC days. But it's really annoying for like yeah, a racing game, and you're like, no, bro. Yeah, um, if it's like like maybe they'll get my email, maybe if I'm really stoked to play whatever. But if it's like. Click on this, go to our website, log in here, give us all your info, come back, get a code, do this thing, verify. I'm like, nah. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm you out. know what? So many n- new looter shooter games are doing that, right? Because yeah, they yeah. want everything on you. Yeah. Uh, lastly, watermarking all capture with an ugly box of TM or whatever oh, the logo yeah. text is. fucking stupid. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And, and it just happened to me with even <clears throat> like, this wasn't TM, but it was Forspoken. Yeah. Everything I was getting from their photo mode was like the word forespoken on it. And I was like, I don't want that. You know? Yeah. They do so, those. And sometimes you'll get like the whole, you know, I think Tecmo Co. I did this for a long time because I was using screenshots for the website. And it was like, you take a screenshot and there's nothing on there. But when you look at the screenshot on the bottom, it says like property of Tecmo Co. I, oh, 1992, something, something, something. Go something, to something. hell. Tangent on that, though. Tangent on that. This, this is something that I hate even more than that. The thing that I hate even more than that is when some asshole at some fucking two-bit website, will take a screenshot of whatever, and then they put their watermark on the screenshot. Like, I think Nintendo oh, World or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. It's like, bitch, you didn't make this game. You have nothing to do with this. All you did was post this IP that's not even yours. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, you're acting like this is your fucking property. Like, this is not real-world photography. You don't copyright this photo. And it just says to me, you're a complete fucking cheese ball that you put your fucking site's watermark on this thing as as what like you want credit for taking this fucking screenshot that anybody could take that anyone like, can take here. man that's a good gripe we should do a whole episode of gripes oh, um man. game gripes we it's can come irritates me. separate that's podcast actually that's a whole um, that's all their show yeah but you know what that is so fucking stupid i can't believe we've never talked about it because like if you just google image search any yeah. game that's what you usually get first is the watermarked like oh yeah gameinsider.com or whatever yes or whatever and it's like in the fucking corner it's like get the oh, fuck out of here the you didn't make this here. game nothing about this is your game now i'm angry it, it, it you know it, it pisses me off and then what i do is i download that and then i crop out their watermark nice it anyway. i like it i like fuck it you, buddy. i almost want to do that like and then make a whole new website that's just the images cropped watermark free watermark and call it watermarkfree.com yeah. There you go. Is this the rest of my Sunday? Yes. It's a whole new line of business. <laughs> what if, and then sell money and get money and off then of profit it. profit off it. Get oh, profit. Oh, that's fucking cool. <clears throat> that would be hilarious. And by the way, they would know that it was me that did it because I'm just like announcing it on a show. Well, get a VPN, run it to oh. show or something. You're fine. Well, because it's a shit show, I'm going to bring up this thing that's been sitting here in housekeeping. It's sure. been in the back. It's got cobwebs on it. <laughs> I've been putting it off because I didn't want to bring it up. I knew it would get your cockles up. Or whatever. Oh jeez, my hackles. Hackles up. Cockles is for later. What's cockles, by the way? Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, it's I a just scallop. Cackles is, a scallop is cackles is a, a thing? Cackles? I mean, you can make it. A you thing. can cackle. That's a laughter, right? It's a laugh, a witch laugh. Yeah. Okay, and what, what's the thing that I, you get up then? Not a cockles, but a hackle. Cockle a is hackles? a scallop. Ha- 
<laughs> Cackles is a laugh. good name for episode. Hackle is the is the hairs on the on the back of an animal that oh, rains when they get angry. Oh, hackles up. Okay, so this little box, it's dusty. We'll get your hackles up, but I got to bring it up now because it's a shit show. Okay, <laughs> I kind of want I kind of want to bring a cockle up now too. Okay, we can bring up the cockle right up now. after. All right. Um, this might be our most popular episode because it is a shit show. This is um, this is something that's been bothering me and it's got my hackles up. Was it hackles? Right. Hackles. Yep. It got my hackles up so long ago and I forgot. And here it is. I'm opening the box. And you know, it's kind of a broken record to me. But I'll preface this by saying Is this about Xbox? It is about Xbox. God damn it. But each I saw shit, you listen, a mile away. Listen, okay? Yes. There's definitely like, there's no. Like it's not like a hot take to be like Microsoft has to work with first party more and they have to fucking produce more games. Like that's just a fucking real thing. Okay, I have an Xbox Series X that's sitting here, I'm not playing any new games for it. Okay, I'm playing sure. games on all sure. the other platforms. We know this. This is a fact. Okay, fact. not saying a hot take. Fact. Well, that is a fact. Are we I not? Did. I'm saying fact. Okay, fact. good, good, good. Supporting your fact. Cold it's hard a, fact. That's a normal fact. That that place is where all this stuff comes from, right? If that wasn't there first, then I probably wouldn't bring all this shit up. But I got to bring this up. And also, Kat's a friend of mine. You know Kat Bailey, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, not like, I mean, I, I sat next to her one time, so I wouldn't say we're friends or anything. Okay. And I, I wouldn't, is, I should yeah. say friends, but like we work together back in the Dizzy. So, yeah, yeah. Know. Like, like, like I'm, we probably know of each other on Twitter, but we're not friends or anything. Yeah. I think we worked in the same GameSpot offices yeah. and stuff like that. So, but the point is, I've always thought of her as a really good journalist or whatever. And like, yeah, she yeah. actually asks questions. Now that's just a, about cat, but yes, well asked, respected, well respected journalist. Well, yeah, and she asks questions. And I don't know how to, she does this because I can't do this. She asks hard questions and then just chill. You know what I mean? Like I'm passionate and loud and weird and will say the wrong thing. She will ask questions and then they're really difficult, and then she'll just ask the next one, like all quiet, like you know. So she's, she, pro- she's a professional, that's why. Oh well, yeah, but I used to be. I thought. Anyways, she talked to Phil Spencer recently. This is the box. Uh huh. He dodged every fucking question. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can like him. I'd like a lot of things he's done. He's worked with people that I know. You know, I don't want to say a, a disparaging things about a person because he's a fucking nice person. But he also, like a lot of other corporate people, dodge questions, okay? He did the classic dodge question. Kat asked him tons of questions about like, hey, where the fuck are the first parties? Um, hey, wh- you know, are you going to do something new with the Series X in some way? And... I don't know, just a bunch of like games that have dropped off the radar, blah, blah, blah. She asked all these really hard questions. He didn't answer one of them. What did he say? Just no comment or something? No, he would do his classic thing he does, which is talk positively about the community. He even like mentions PlayStation sometimes. Sure. I like that all games are doing well, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, That we're working with Nintendo now, which by the way, the asterisks, they just said they're working with Nintendo and Call of Duty, so they... Can get yeah. their monopolized thing through. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to have hate towards this. It's just that that was, a, I can't believe more people didn't talk about it. Maybe because people don't understand what game journalism is anymore or journalism is. But Kat did an amazing job, kept asking really difficult questions. He answered not fucking one of them, bro. And I'm mad about it. My hackles are up. <laughs> hackles are up. How do you do that? You're the head of the fucking thing. And well, you it, know, he probably signed that TNC, and then he's bound by the liability. He can't talk about it. Oh, that's a fun, he's fun probably got, back, but He's probably got a million things in the, you know, that he can't talk about for whatever reason, and he's probably even more shackled than the average, uh, than the average uh, uh, embargo thing. That's is. an out for him, but I don't, I don't want to subscribe to it. I mean, no first-party games, you know, I don't know. 
I just I think it's frustrating because you just have ownership. Take ownership over something. It's a it's it's not a surprise, it's not like a secret or something, is what I'm saying. It's like we all know what's happening. We want more games and we would like to know what's the development is. Anyways. Sure. Maybe, there's a little box. Maybe he'll share when he's got more news. I don't know. When he's free to speak. You you're giving him an out is what you're doing. I mean, I'm I'm I have no doubt that if he had something to say, he'd be the first person to crow about it. So oh. if he's got nothing to say, then I mean Well, that's where we just, disagree just is I don't is. I don't think that's it. I think he's hiding it. Because I again, insider no, information. No, no, I mean like if he had good news, right? Like if he was like, Oh yeah, we got like twenty really rad triple A first oh, games right. in, yes. the, in the cooker. You know, then he'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But got he's not it. saying that. So he's got nothing to say, right? So he's got nothing to say. So that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, it absolutely does. If you don't have anything to say, then that is a statement in, in and of itself, right? Right. And yeah. also, this is just to bring up Cat Bailey. She's awesome. And I, I yeah. love her actual journalistic style. She killed in that thing. She was like, cool. Yeah. Anyway, so you're not answering that question. So uh, <laughs> here's another one. She was a hard hitter. Yeah, just a really quick side story. This means nothing, but like I remember this really clearly uh, because when I went to um, the press event for Destiny, when Destiny was launching, the very first time Destiny was launching, we were in Game Critics was invited as well as a bunch of other game journos and stuff, and we went to Bungie headquarters and we we got the in person first look at all the the Destiny stuff. I sat literally right next to Cat Bailey, and I looked over. I'm like, oh shit, that's Cat Bailey. Wow, that's amazing, and I. I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey. And like that, <laughs> that was like it. I didn't have anything to say. Oh, so you two are of, friends then? No, we are absolutely kidding. not friends. I know, right? But I was kind of like semi-starstruck because I'm like, oh, my God. Here's this person who I read uh, her stories all the time and I follow oh. her on Twitter. And she's like sitting like literally right next to me. And all I could say is like, hey. And I got like nothing else That's to say. That's so, so funny. Yeah, Wait, dumb. I wonder if you would have in another life, if you would have met me somewhere and you would have done that. I Probably not. Well, you know, I get I get two kinds of people when I go out anywhere, not anymore because I don't go anywhere. But like when I did go out pre-COVID, like to, to PAX or to game events and stuff, like every once in a while I would get recognized. Right. And like there was only two kinds of people. There was the kind of person, number one, who's like, oh, hey, it's Brad. Hey. And like that. The other kind of person was, oh, you're that asshole. So <laughs> nice. it's either one or the other. I, I would like to say that it was more the former than the latter, but I definitely got some of the latter. Yeah. Um, and I didn't stick around very often when it was those people. So, well, that's funny because of uh, with Kat. Yeah. I think, was she even at, I forgot, but like we, you know, I was down there and this is just a shit show. So it's a tangent, but I was working with, um, Tiff Davis and, um, I didn't really work with one up, but I had friends there. And so they would come down like Garnet Lee would come down and be on my show and stuff. Um, and so I got to meet a lot of people just through that San Francisco grapevine. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so then, like, the people that I admired and was watching or reading, like you too, like, they just were around. And so I, by the way, I'd never take that for granted. It was a very special time for me where, like, I followed video games my whole life. And I got to San Francisco in 2009, and I started meeting everybody in the magazines, you know, that I was reading. That's pretty exciting. Like, Shu and Dan. Like, Dan is a really good friend of mine. Like, like so a bunch of people there in Cesar, like, who were working – one of the things I really respected, I can't believe I've never really brought this up on the show, but like it was a big deal to me and it still is like, yeah. and, and now yeah. to know them as friends, it just feels really cool. So, um, anywho, yeah, I don't know Kat in that way, but we definitely worked together a little bit and I'm just giving her a shout out cause she's an awesome journalist. She is great. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. Well, that turned kind of more positive than negative. Let's move on to whatever boxes you have. Well, so this is, um, oh man, it's like, this was 
a crazy week for me personally. Um, I don't know about you, but like I, I'm like really busy. I know that people listening to the show know that I got a lot of stuff going. I mean, I, I'm I'm a homeschool dad, so that takes up a lot of my time. I got my my 13 year old who is a great kid, um, but you know it takes time to to do stuff with your kid and to just just be with them, spend some quality time. So that takes up a lot of time. Um, also, my wife runs an agency, and so I am kind of like I said earlier, her second banana, uh, where I uh, support her and I do different projects for her that are all related to non-game stuff Mm -hmm. and this week she's got um interns uh she's creating a brand new program which is i think probably i don't know if it's the first of its kind in the country but it's got to be one of the first of its kind in its country in the country because i haven't heard of any program like this before uh we're basically we're taking people who like tangent 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 and this is not game related this is about sign language interpreting um you know interpreters get fucked because um classes and interpreter training programs are kind of garbage in the country right now there's not very many good ones and when you grad when you quote unquote graduate these programs you are not ready to do the job which is kind of a a problem right because like you think you go to plumber school you get your diploma you're ready to plumb you go to (laughs) pilot school you get your diploma you're ready to you're ready to pilot right yeah but in interpreters you are one fucking thousand percent not ready to interpret when you get out of the program but then what do you do? And this is the this is the problem, the catch-22 that has plagued students for a long time. Um, it's just a really difficult thing. Mostly it's sink or swim. A lot of people sink. Some people swim. Um, and so she's creating a program that is kind of like the next step to, for what you do after you get out of your graduation program. Mm, so, okay. so it's great. So we've got students here now. And as people who listen to the show know and people who know me know, I do sign language interpreting a lot. That's my my main jam. And so I am uh, teaching these kids this week. And so it's taking up a lot of time. We're spending a bunch of time and just teaching the craft. We're kind of doing drills and practice and doing all this stuff. So that was like all my free time was working with the students this week. And so that was exciting and fun and really rewarding. But, um, you know, it doesn't pay a ton and it's really hard work. And, you know, teaching itself is really tough. And so to do a good job on that really takes a lot as well. Um, So that... Uh, my usual game critic stuff. And then like with all this stuff said and done, I mean, there just, it doesn't leave a lot of time left in the week. Right. So I was really trying to be judicious about what little free time I had. I needed to devote to the show. So I'm like, okay, got my list of games. I'm, I got to, I got to plan it out. I'm not just, I never get up and like, what do I feel like playing today? Fuck no. I'm always like, okay, what's on my agenda? What's coming up next? What's my schedule? And I go down the list because you got to keep up with it, right? Like you got to be organized. Well, so, just, by, just so you know, that's why our podcast is so interesting because I am I am that person. You're the guy who just gets up and whatever yeah, you yeah. play. I'm <laughs> like, go to the store. And again, if it's a game, I'm like, oh, there's a game. Oh so. man, no, I've got a list. I got a list that goes out probably like a month, a month ahead of time. And I got it all planned out like days and days and which days and how long can I play this and that. Um, so that it's kind of throwing me to disarray because I'm so busy this week. And so I had a list of stuff that was supposed to be on the show this week. And for one reason or another, like it, like all this stuff kept falling through, which sucked because it was throwing me off my game, throwing me off my schedule. For example, we were supposed to be talking about, uh, Kerbal Space Program 2. We were supposed to be talking about that this week. My son is a huge, the world's biggest Kerbal fan. Absolutely. The world's biggest Kerbal fan. Um, and so I was going to do a little segment with him, bring him on. We talk about it. And Kerbal 2 is a big release. I know a lot of people are very excited about it. Um, unfortunately, uh, my son's computer was 100% unable to even run the game. It's too huge. Oh. Um, so that was unfortunate. Uh, my son was super depressed and sad. I need to now prioritize getting him a better computer or at least some new chips or something so that he can uh, play the game because he got all excited. You know, dad's like, oh, dad's getting me an early code. My dad's the best. I'm going to play Kerbal before any of my friends. This is going to be fucking dope. 
and his computer fucking could not run that bitch. Wait, wait, wait. There's isn't no it on console two, the new one? Not not Kerbal two, not yet. It probably will be, but it hits oh. PC first, and so okay. he was all he was all stoked. He was gonna be the first person in his whole friend group to get it because I got the early code from PR and it was like, No way, bro, this computer ain't Damn. doing it, which is a bummer. So that was one of my things I was gonna talk about this week. Can't talk about Kerbal two. Um and that sucked. So that was uh, a bummer. Um, I was going to talk about First Bite, the NSFW vampire sexy visual novel oh, game. Yeah. But yeah, I was going to talk about that, but I just didn't have time. It's difficult for me to play on PC because my PC is in my office, which is in my basement, and it you know takes me away from the family. And it's you know when I go to play something on PC, it's like basically I kind of just like leave the family for a couple hours, which is not great. Uh, because we're pretty social we interact with each other all the time i like to keep an eye on things especially since i'm supposed to be the dad on duty right so i can't just disappear for a couple hours um so first bite i didn't get to i didn't manage to get the free time for that which is a bummer because i liked what i played of it last week and i am gonna really really try to prioritize it for next week but i just i just didn't get to it um the other thing i was gonna play excuse me sip of water there was we were here forever uh this is the two-person cooperative game where you solve puzzles together this is a long-running series. I think this is the fourth in the series. And um, the PR person, his name is Bram. Shout out to Bram because he's doing the Lord's work, man. This is a really hard sell for anybody because not only is it a first-person puzzler, which is not the most popular genre out there, it's kind of a niche, but you have to play it with another person. You can't play it by yourself. You can't play it with AI. Yeah, You yeah, have yeah. to have a friend in real time, right? And so he has been pitching me this series forever and i'm always like bram dude i wish i could help you out he's a good guy i love bram um and he's always super friendly and positive i mean good energy great pr person um but like i'm like i just can't get anybody on game critic staff to play it like nobody will play it because nobody is able to make the time because schedules we're busy everybody's busy you know everybody's got something else to play that you can just play on your own when you get time and try to schedule somebody's a you know, I mean, even for one session is difficult, not not even to imagine how to get through an entire game with somebody else. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. So I, I got a code from him. I'm like, look, bro, I've been trying to pitch this to the team forever. They didn't want to do game one. They didn't want to do game two. They didn't want to do game three. Here's game four. I'm like, I feel so bad for you. I want to help you out. So I'll take the code and I'm like, I'll try to get my wife to play it with me. But unfortunately, this is like one of my wife's busiest weeks ever. I mean, it was one of my busiest weeks ever. We just we whenever I was available, she was not available and vice versa. And so we just could not make it work. So, again, I'm not able to cover this game, but I want people to know it exists. I've heard good things about it and I yeah. really feel bad for Bram. I really want to hook him up uh, and give some coverage to this game. But I just can't yet. Let's so call it, Let's call it. Check it out, please. I mean, please do check it out. I've heard great things. I just, yeah. you know, man, just it's, it's an ask. It's an ask for busy people, right? The other game I was going to talk about this week. Oh, God. This is the whole episode, by the way. You're just going to talk is, about the games you're not oh going to talk God. about. Oh, my God. Like, all these games. That's already three games I was going to talk about, but yeah. couldn't talk about. Yeah. The other game, I was like, okay, no, this one, for sure, I'm going to talk about. It. And this is one I was really, really excited for. Uh-huh. Blood Bowl 3. I was psyched. I oh, love Blood yes. Bowl. Which Blood is Bowl based 2. on the board game. Yes. The yes, original exactly. board game, which I played. And then I remember you talking about Blood Bowl 2 on this Blood podcast. Blood Bowl 2. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Blood Bowl, yeah. It's basically football but through the warhammer universe and so there's attacks there's killing people there's monsters Mm -hmm. it's the only football game in the world that i enjoy because it's so different from football and yet is still really strategic and kind of basically follows the same rough rules as football anyway i'm like yes blood bowl 3 super excited it got delayed for like a long time they said covid delays and all this stuff and now it's finally coming out get the code from pr i'm like yes 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 so psyched you know i love this 
um, pop it in. Opening cutscene, amazing. I'm like, yes, I'm in. You start the game. This looks great. Graphics, big upgrade. The announcers that I loved last time was like a big ogre and a vampire. They do like the kind of, um, you know, off-screen commentary sort of thing. They're back. Same voices. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Can't wait to play. Uh, yeah, this is buggy as shit. I couldn't play it because I couldn't get through the tutorial because it was glitchy. Um, literally couldn't finish the tutorial. I even took a video of it because it was like, click A, do that. Push to the left and click A again. Do that. Okay, hit X to confirm. Okay. And then error, you didn't do it right. I oh, did it geez. like I did it like 35 times in a row thinking I was getting it wrong, but like the game just I couldn't get through the tutorial, so I'm like, okay, look, if I can't finish the tutorial, then I'm I I don't know what I can even do here. So Blood Bowl 3 is in terrible shape. And I uh talked to my reviewer who is writing uh, a review for Game Critics. He's saying the same thing. He got past what I got past, because he's on PC. I'm on Xbox. Uh, but he's having tons of other problems. Uh, apparently, this game launched in dismal shape, and so it is not ready for prime time at all. Which bummed me the fuck out because, like, I really was I was ready to love this game, dude. I love Blood Bowl two. I was all ready for Blood Bowl three, and it's well, just, yeah, I got more bad news for you. What's uh, that? I'm looking at the page for the Steam page, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there is a ton of weirdly. Uh, payable cosmetics and oh i heard about that i didn't even get that far but i heard about it right so besides the glitches um there's all these paid currency stuff and some of it is like they said consumable which means like it goes away after you use it which is weird which is real weird um this this is mainly negative reviews on steam yeah yeah i looked and it that up doesn't afterwards. happen very often um, it's like like 80 percent negative reviews or something like that right yeah it's ridiculous yeah. yeah yeah so Anywho, there's that. No, don't check that one out. Oh, man. Oh, I want to check it out. It sucked, too, because of the part that I played, better graphics, the controls have been streamlined. Like, the menus on screen were better. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Great, great, because I love Blood Bowl 2, but it was rough, dude. I mean, it was really rough. Graphics are real rough. Menus are real rough. But, like, the gameplay was still there, and I really enjoyed it. So all I really needed was, like, better graphics and better UI, which is what it seemed to deliver. Yeah. But, boy, you can't get through the tutorial, like, you got to go back to QA, my friend. You got to go back to QA. The other problem that I had this week uh, is that I got an early review code for a game I can't talk about yet. I'll talk about it next week. And so that was a really fun game that I've been playing. Um, I, you know, no discussion now. But that took up a little bit of extra time as well. So okay. it was a struggle. It was a real struggle to bring anything to the show this week. And all my plans just kind of just kept falling by the wayside. So Wait, can I add to, to that whole like, yeah, yeah. things that I'm not going to talk about? Yeah. So here's a game I'm not going to talk about because I rage quitted. Uh, the Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember you uh, you t- texted me or something and you were talking about that. So, yeah, fill us in. Fill us in on that. We can talk about the show. I watched some of the show. We can talk about it at the end of the end of the podcast here. But, yeah. but the game. So you revisited because obviously you like the the uh, multimedia experience, the cross media yes, experience. You're watching the show. Yeah. Clearly. The show's really good. That's what drove you to replay number one. Did you? OK, so wait. Did you ever finish number one? So I did back in the day because I remember that day. ending. Okay, um, so you revisit it on PS5. Revisit um, on PS5. Now, the, remember, the original time I revisited it a few weeks ago was when they had the high-definition, super, super new version. That but they, they, like, only, they only put it half, right? Well, yeah, they put part one out as like part $60. One. Which is like, what? Crazy. Redid the how, graphics and stuff. I don't know. How are you cutting that game in half? That makes no sense to me. I don't know. Me, but, okay. but I did anyway. love how beautiful it looked, right? 
So then I watched the, the new episode, Last of Us, was really <clears> excited. It was like, okay, fuck it. I do want to go back and see how some of those things played out because I'd forgotten, you know? Oh, yeah, same, same. The, the story bits played out. And so what's the difference is blah, blah. So I go back and I realize, because I still have the PlayStation subscription until a few more days, um, that The Last of Us, now get this, remastered, which is not the newest version. No, they've remastered it like twice now. Right. So the second or almost the last version of Remastered was free on PlayStation's Is that the next service. to Last of Us? Yeah, it's the, the before The Last of Us. Before The Last of Us, but after The um, Next of The Last of Us. And by the way, starting it, I was like, oh, the newest version is much better. Like the graphics like are like... Graphics? Okay. Yeah, it's like night and day. You're like, oh, shit, that is an old game. So I can see... Weirdly enough, I can see why they did it, because it is old school. But I played the old school. I'm like, let's just get the story bits done. I get to the clickers... And I feel like it's not even, was it the first clicker? It wasn't even the first clicker because the first one they like let you kind of fuck around and shoot at it. And you know what I mean? Like it's like a daytime clicker or something. I don't know. It's, mm. it's like you can like make it um, your way through that level any way you want. But then there's that level, that first level, which I think I rage quit last time when I first played it like years ago. It's like a dark level. It's the first like dark level yeah with i think clickers. i know what you're talking about yeah yeah and you know you're like okay this is the place now where there's gonna be four or five of them and you have to be stealthy and you have to do hit the, all the right buttons and i remember texting you and you're like well you didn't do it right dude um fuck that and fuck this game <laughs> because two things as you evolve with video games as games evolve you know there's more ways to to do things in games and when you have things so linear and like hit X button with A button with down, whatever the fuck it is, and that's the only way you succeed, I don't like it. You know, I mean, we're living in the world of Elden Ring, okay? Even Souls has, has changed their tune. So to go back to be like, you've got to do this the right way. Shiv, the clicker. If you don't have enough shivs, you have to craft one. If you don't have them, you have to just be quiet. And if you get caught once, you know, the bane of my existence, instant kill. Like, you don't get to get damage done, right? It's just cutscene. Yeah, not against those guys. Yeah, you just die. Cutscene and die. And I just said, fine, I'll see you later, never. Never fucking going back. Now, you're going to tell me. <laughs> you're going to tell me that it was easy, and it was like, I just need to get good and know the button pressing. I'm guessing you're going to say that. But well, number one, I'm, I'm never tell anybody to get good, because fuck that. Right, I, I yeah, you say don't that. say those words. But I'm just saying... I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't even want to do stealth anymore, I decided. Like, let me be stealthy if I want to, but if I want to fucking dodge roll out of the way and leave, then let me leave. I couldn't even leave the area. The clicker sure. just kept like, oh, and the other thing, real quick. The clicker, could, clicker like would just like uh, cross space that wasn't there. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you, no, I don't what do you mean. Okay, so check this out. And this is old school gaming. So fuck this. Don't ever do this again, developers. I dodge rolled away from that clicker. I was like four people away from him, right? In space, in time. Like four person lengths four away from Four person him. lengths away from him. Cutscene, dead. Cutscene, dead. Oh, oh, no. It determined that you were close enough to this proximity hitbox. So he kind of like magnetized. He magnetized. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killed dead. And I go, thank you. Uh, delete game. Delete game. Delete from delete, car. Delete. delete. No, seriously. I just deleted. I believe you. I totally believe you, dude. From I, PS5. I not doubting you. Not doubting you at all. That's so So funny. that is why. What level were you playing on easy or were you playing on? On the easiest fucking thing. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Everything up until that point, by the way, that one area was fine. 
Nothing, no problems. I was like, oh, I get to explore the story again. Now tell me why it's easy for you. Well, I, mean, I haven't played it since back in the day, so I don't remember. But I mean, I did finish the game, so I got. So did it. I though. I'm talking about like this is now. Well, that I mean, was I was just. I mean, I just watched my wife play through it because she had played through it for the very first time just you know uh, last week or the two weeks ago, uh, in preparation for watching the show. She she had never played the game. I wanted to talk to her about the ending because I wanted her opinion as a woman on that. Um, but so she got through the game. She finished it like last week. We started watching the show, which we'll talk about at the end of the show here. Um, but yeah, she got through it. I mean, she got some some frustrating parts. Uh, there's a couple tunnels where she, you know, she had to try and die a few times, but she got through it. I mean, she was on the easiest level as well. Um, I, I mean, she didn't particularly complain about it, but I wasn't watching her the whole time either. So I'm very interested to see how people get through. I'll, I'll go to the YouTube and see how people do it. But like, I just didn't want to fuck with it. But whatever. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, there's a kajillion games out there. And if you don't want to fuck with something like, I mean, that's the beauty is like, you don't have to, right? Like back in the day when we were poor kids in the eighties or whatever, you buy uh, a cartridge. Oh uh, yeah. You're and then that. you bought it. Yeah. You're broke for the rest of like the next two months. You have to play that game because you got no other fucking game. Yeah. But these days, shit, dude, like games are free and subscription services and steam sale and whatever. I mean, if you don't want to fuck with something, you absolutely don't have to. And I'm like you, I mean, I got through the last of us back in the day. I don't know if I would get through it now, but any game where I'm like, I, as you, as you will quickly hear, on the games we're going to be talking about today, I am just like, nope, I'm not doing this. And then right. I just fucking bail the fuck out. So well, that's what I, I, feel, I, that. I yeah. feel that. And I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch it. How about that shit? It's, that. Called, it's called Last of Us Walkthrough. And, oh, yeah. and I'll be able to watch the one with the better graphics. You know? There you and, go. And I'll just be like, yeah, they, these are the parts I remember. And this is the part. Because I do, I do like the show a lot. So, all right, that's it. Let's get to some games we actually played. Fucking uh, hell. Let's get to shit some games. Show. Oh, just quick for oh. those people keeping track at home egg report today two eggs that seems to be the same weekly two eggs in the morning uh but we've been getting about six a day so right. two eggs today green one and a brown one no purple no purple okay no whipped cream no whipped cream eggs all right let's get to the main content of the show what do we got souls of chronos i don't know anything about this at all eh. This yeah. is one of your games uh, yeah. that you brought to the show. Surprise. You, you, I can already hear Ugh. the lack of excitement in your voice, Carlos. Well, you know. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take some water. Hold on. He's got to hydrate before we get to the the down low on Souls of Kronos. He's, he I can't just, talk I about mean, it dry. This whole episode. Oh, actually, no. The last game I have to talk about, I do like. Okay. So, anyways. Souls of Kronos. You know, I'm hungry for games. Nothing's hitting for me right now. We get in these modes where nothing works, you know. Uh, nothing vibes with you. I'm sure people know that that feeling. Um, maybe I get it more the, often than other uh, people. We've all been there. We've all been there, man. Yeah. So I was just like, fucking, okay, this is on a sale. It, it said it was a visual novel and an RPG. Both those things seem interesting to me. And by the way, I know my tone is off already, but I'm not saying it's terrible and I might not you know, go back to it. Um, it's just like you just said, if there's other things to play. But it's this thing where... It's a game where, the, um, you know, it's chibi style, which generally you and I both kind of don't like. Um, so yeah, the characters it, yeah, are small, right? Yeah. But the cutscene, because it's half visual novel, half um, action RPG, the cutscene thingies are, you know, the regular sized uh, people. Does that make sense? 
So they're chibi when you're in the gameplay section. But it's when those cutscenes, not the you know the art, the two D art. Um, what are they called? But when Avatars. you're like a close up or a cutscene, it's like a normal human size proportion. Yes, exactly. Yeah, God, I I, I fucking hate that presentation. <sighs> I, I think really I might too, but I just remember the other game I played that I didn't even like, but it was it was a visual visual novel with RPG. I forgot what it's called. Um, but I play it because I I want one of those things to work for me. Because I want that mixture of those two things, those two worlds. Right. Anyways, it's, um, you know, the chibi thing is you run around. It's the story is basically there was an apocalypse uh, like there is. And and then you meet uh, some girl, but she's not really a girl. She's a new species called the Kronos. And she saves your life, which actually that cutscene's really fun. Um, and then if she saves your life, she kind of hangs out with you, is kind of like a companion um, and then you go around and the action that you take place, like when there's actual combat, it's again, these little chibi characters running around three quarters style, you know, top down and you attack and heal and attack and dodge and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun, the gameplay. Uh, and that's why I was like, I saw that, you know, video of that. And then you go to the cutscenes, and then you're doing visual novel stuff, you know, and doing stories for people and maybe having interest in people, it seems like. So maybe dating stuff might be happening. Okay. Um, so all that seems interesting. I just couldn't get into it. Um, combat seems okay, but it's so few and far between. Like, there was a lot of dialogue. Mostly visual novel then? A lot more visual novel than I thought, maybe, yeah. So, and then I wasn't, like, <clears throat> blown away by the stuff I was reading. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to leave. So I left. Well, visual novels have really taken off recently. Um, I think the door got kicked open by a lot of really good ones, and there's been a lot of them lately. I feel like there's at least three or four every week on the Switch shop, and a lot of them, I mean, the writing's got to be good, you know? Like, I feel like, for me anyway, just just reading is not a plus. Seeing a couple random anime characters and a whole bunch of dialogue, like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, it's got to well, be really quality. That's exactly and, it. Yeah, and I just feel like there's a lot of um, a lot of people getting in on the visual novel train right now, who just are not great writers, or they just don't know what makes a good visual novel. And you know, maybe there's a market for like low low class stuff like that, but there's there's way more way more visual novels than there are good visual novels. I'll say. Yeah, I think that's that's really what you're saying. Is the crux of it is like if I'm so invested in this interesting story, then I'm gonna like go through a ton of dialogue. But like there was just a ton of side quests with a ton of dialogue. And I didn't really care, you know, like, yeah, yeah. hey, uh, let's talk to that guy over there by that statue. Hey, why is that statue broken? That was like one of the things. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like who I cares, can, dude? I can yeah. delve further into why this statue is broken. I don't care, you know. Mm. And by the way, maybe later on it gets riveting. I don't know. But if you're not going to catch me in the first hour or two, I don't know what I'm going to say. So I'm not deleting it. But uh, that's all I have to say about that. All right. Souls of Kronos. Where are you playing it? PlayStation? PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see. Destiny 2. This is the indie one game. where I was like, what the hell? The world's biggest small indie game. Uh, I have not played Destiny 2, but I did play Destiny 1 back in the day. I said earlier in the show I was there at the launch event. Yep. Uh, and I, you know, I, I, I finished the Destiny campaign back in the day, and then I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. And I haven't been back to it since, but I know it's been a growing, burgeoning thing. I still have some people who talk about it, and I see a couple uh, journalists that I follow they have like a fucking like weekly, almost daily report on what's going on with Destiny, like what guns have been changed, what's rotating in, yeah. what the lore is. And I'm like, man, I just like it just feels like such a big thing now. I can't even wrap my head around it anymore. But you said you were 
interested in it after seeing the the PlayStation event. So what got you interested and how has it been now that you've been back? Yeah, it's called Light Rail and it's coming out like in a few days. Light Rail for real? Is it Light Rail? Am I wrong on that? I mean, that's like our transportation here in the Puget Sound. Destiny 2. Light Fall. Light Fall. Oh, I was like, oh, Light Rail. That's interesting. Are they doing something with open world or they got little trains set up or what's happening? I think there are trains somewhere. But no, yeah, Light Fall. Sorry. Um, So, wait, warning. Don't preload Destiny 2 Light Fall, which has gone live early. What? Okay. Don't do that, I guess, people. Um, So that comes out very soon. And again, I like new things, shiny new things. I had played Destiny. I know, just like ESO, which I've been playing, you know, here and there, which is Elder Scrolls Online, um, that I do find myself getting interested in a games as a service game if it's done well enough, if the quests are, you know, plentiful and it's free, uh, and none of it is like feels too pay to win. Uh, I'll play it. You know what I mean? So that's like I I understand what the shooting is in Destiny. I think there is this kind of just like mobile games, very dopamine hit you get. Right, sure. You get some new unlock or some new thing new unlock. It's about loot. You the shooting. I remember in Destiny One feeling very good, and I'm like, even I, who am not like great, feel good at it. So I was like, okay, it's free. Like I said, I think on most systems, um, it's it's also cross platform. So if I have friends on Xbox. You know, we could play together. That's cool. And I have been playing, dipping my toe into more multiplayer. So it all made sense to me to jump back in. Um, and so I'll start with the pros, and there's some cons. It's it's kind of a wash, you know. I think it's it is what it is. We've said that on the show before, yeah. But it yeah. truly is. It's like Destiny. It's just more Destiny, um, and it does do a really good job of onboarding. I think uh, even with two, where you just you get everything, you understand it. They give you quick campaigns to do all solo. You don't have to be with people. People show up, you know. Like what is that thing? Not asynchronous, but they're there and they help you but you're not like having to engage with them. Uh, they do that really well too. Like just a few people, you know, it's not like 20 people in your game. Right. right but, like right. I remember like just doing patrols in that game, which is like take up a bunch of enemies and two people just showed up and they just helped me. Right. And we, and we won together. So I think they just do a really good job of onboarding, which we talk about a lot being terrible in lots of games. And then you get to the main campaign, which is, you know, they give you a chunk of the witch queen for free. I think maybe they give you almost all of it. Um, and I, I screenshotted some pictures and put them on Twitter. Really beautiful graphics, you know, um, awesome to look at. You, h- you hear a butt coming. Um, <laughs> you might hear a butt coming. I'm telling you. It's not Candy's I, lo- butt. I love it when you can hear a butt coming. That's you can hear really... a butt coming. Oh, that sounds bad. It's like the, the swoosh, swoosh of the uh, the fabric rubbing up and, uh, you know, people making their way towards you. That's really funny. There's so many names for this episode. Um, that probably is not the one we should take. Uh, do shit show with an asterisk. I think that'll be good. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, it works like you said for a while. You're like, yeah, this is fun. I get it. And now unless I have a friend team, you know, like a bunch of friends, I usually go on and do a dungeon with or something. I don't need to play anymore, but they do a lot of these things just like mobile games where they like, yeah, but you could do this. You could do this. And don't you want to get find the new legendary? You know? And your light power, you're trying to keep getting that up higher. Which, by the way, that's like an immediate con. I do not like the leveling system. 
Do you remember that? Did they have light power back then? They did, but it's undergone several retoolings since then. So I I don't remember what what it was, but it doesn't even matter because I know it's changed at least two or three times since then. So I don't even know what it is now. Well, it's real basic. It's like whatever gear you have has a number. And here's the other thing. I'm, I'm all about empowerment. Everybody starts around 1300, just like automatically. It just feels weird to start at like 1300. That's you know? a strange place to start. Why it's would you start number. at like zero or one or something? I think because it's the M online persistent world or something. That's all I'm guessing. And then the max or soft cap is 1500. And then you could do certain like things to get past that. There's a hard cap. So it's like 1600 or something. But like all of it doesn't seem to mean anything to me. And when I get a better legendary weapon, it takes whatever legendary weapon you have. The highest one you have is like it boosts your max power oh it's just all it's bunch just, of numbers. my head's already my head's already shutting down even talking it's about garbage this. if, if, yeah. if it, sometimes it makes me feel better when the weapon seems to do more damage but like in general i just don't like the leveling the other thing i hate i cannot believe more people don't talk about this you're super slow you run super slow and the only reason they did that i think is because upgrades make you go faster you know what i mean sure they got to give you something to upgrade right and the slide is dog shit I mean, <laughs> if I can name this episode, Destiny 2 slide is dog, dog shit. shit. I would love to do that. Because I don't it know is, if it'll fit in the subject line, but... Right. It's garbage. It's such garbage. And maybe like later when you upgrade whatever, there's like an upgrade to the slide. But it doesn't even do something like... And here's my real quick tangent. It doesn't do the physics or gravity. Do you know what I mean? So when you do a slide on a hill, nothing happens. Oh, it doesn't keep you going down with gravity no. like further? Oh, I see. You stop one foot after you slid. You know what I mean? Yeah. One yeah, yeah. foot. Um, and in Far Cry 6, everything about Far Cry 6 mobility is better than Destiny 2. Print like that. Real physics. Real physics. Print integrated. it. I mean, Print no, it. I mean everything, dude. I mean, the look. I'm playing on console, I know. But the look ratio, like whatever, how you're looking around with your weapons, the, the quick dodge, the quick um, crouch. The slide, which in Far Cry 6 has physics and you could slide and it's so fun to go down a hill. Everything about the mobility in Far Cry 6 is wildly better than one of the biggest games in the world. How is that possible? Well, I mean, I think they built the bones of this game a long time ago. and That's inexcusable. You know, no, because it's Destiny 2. I would agree with you, but it's Destiny oh, 2. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, everybody's used to a certain thing. Well, I mean, the thing is, you've got all these fans, and this is just me, you know, postulating here. Uh, you know, all these fans are used to a certain thing. If you change it up, you're going to have like half your fan base is going to be in an uproar, right? I mean, maybe they don't want to rock the boat too much. Oh, who knows? Wow, that's the worst reason. I but that, te- that I mean, makes I'm just sense. guessing. I don't. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the reason why I'm partially noped out. Like my my account's cool. I I like some of the graphics. I like the chapters in the Witch Queen and this new thing I saw, Light Rail. <laughs> light uh, Rail. I love Light, light Rail. Is uh, it looks fun and the graphics are great. Well, I jump in with some friends, maybe. But man, I was disappointed in like the overall gameplay. Just the dopamine hits there, but I just feel like we're in a modern era. It's hard for me to go backwards, man. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just not like the 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 jumping and the the shooting and the dodging and the sliding doesn't feel fun to me. Like the shooting is the only thing that feels kind of fun, and then everything else is it feels like old school. So. I think it's just there's just a certain kind of person that really likes Destiny a lot, right? Like you probably already get together with your bros. You probably want something that you can just jump into quickly. 
you know, you want your Friday night pizza and beer game or something, or you want to, and once you're in the, when the ecosystem, you feel invested, right? You've already spent hundreds of hours. You've spent building up your character and stuff. I mean, you know, those people are lifers, I'm guessing. And so you're going to just, just keep playing at it. But I, I do kind of wonder if this holds much appeal for anybody who isn't already in by this point, you know, I wonder if they are just their core audience and then is it growing? Is it shrinking? Is it stabilized? I'd be curious to see how that's going for them. Because honestly, as somebody who is outside of Destiny, I haven't played it since I finished the original campaign, but I've been watching it happen. It just seems to be getting more complicated, more confusing. Mm. And it just becomes like this own, its own language, right? And I wonder how approachable that is for people who may have heard about Destiny, but haven't played it yet. Or maybe their friend talks about it. I mean, maybe if they got a friend to get them in, that might be cool. But like somebody just cold approaching this, I wonder what they would make of it. I do, I do, I am curious about that. You hit the nail on the head because I think, you know, I did, I worked for game companies that have worked with communities like this. And when you have a paying community, that's, you know, that's basically keeping your lights on, you do everything for that community, right? Right, right. And uh, I'm not even talking about like social media. I'm talking about like in a, uh, uh, what's it called? economy of business right like the digital economy you built so i think that that's 100 percent right and i did see some youtube video that said right before this light rail which i'm gonna keep calling it that (laughs) uh they lost like 20 30,000 people and so the the numbers were dwindling they were going down now i mean there's still gazillions of people playing sure but they weren't like getting new people like you were saying i don't think and so i think maybe that's what they're hoping with this expansion but yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, the, I'm not going to fault anybody for it, and I still have my account, so maybe I'll play with friends. But I, I it, again, it's a broken record. I want to evolve, and I want to evolve with my gameplay, and I can't go backwards. That that dodge is – I mean, that slide is such dog shit. I'm, like, <laughs> emotional about it. Well, you are is, Carlos Dodge Rodella, so it, it has to be important for you. That's one of your key, your key factors, It is, right? but it just looks – like, if you put, if I put the control in your hand right now and I said, hey, just run around and, and dodge for a second, you'd be like, okay, I'm done with the game. Because oh, anybody sure. sure. who's played a modern game would be like, I've gone along too enough. I've gone on long enough. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is Destiny Two. <laughs> Shit show. Is done. I don't know what I'm even saying. I, this a game. It's a game it's that a exists. Game. It's I a game still that might exists play it. That you can play. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Let's move forward. Uh huh. With Wanted Dead. Oh, I'm interested because I didn't know you were going to bring this to the show because I have I have something to say about this. Go ahead. I didn't know I was going to bring it to the show either, but this is I, this is this what is I came the up world with. We when live I was, in. When I was flailing around trying to find something to talk about on this week. So this is a third person, basically just like really action focused game. Um, The story starts out okay. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, something like, oh man, I should have had more coffee. What is the name? Binary Domain. Reminds me a little bit of Binary Domain Mm. in terms of story where uh, you're in a future alternate earth where somebody invented um, androids or whatever and they have become workers so that's the world we live in where these things exist and then you get called into a company that makes these and they're like oh terrorists have taken over the company we need to go and solve things at this thing or whatever 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 um they don't spend a lot of time on the story i mean it starts out okay it's kind of interesting that your character is a lady and she's got like a mechanical arm and the whole the storytelling is pretty jumbled right like at first you're in prison and you don't know why you're in prison and then she's like, whatever, let me out and I'll kill whoever you want. And then it's like, cool. And the very next scene is she's like in a diner with her team and they're just like chilling. And I'm like, wait, yeah. 
what? Like, well, <laughs> that was a weird, that was a weird cut. You could have cut out the prison thing and just started at the diner. That would have made a lot more sense. Uh, I wasn't even sure it was the same person because she's got white hair in prison and she's got brown hair when you see her the next time. And if it wasn't for a mechanical arm, I wouldn't even have known it was the same character. Right. I was like, that's a weird cut. Um, I will say one thing before we talk about the gameplay. They're in the diner and one of the members of your team is a black guy who's got some kind of weird earpiece and they all order the food and he orders his in sign language. And I was very surprised to see that. Uh, and it's good sign language. Like I can understand what he said. Uh, they clearly had somebody who knew sign language. They took the time to animate it. Graphics, not the greatest, but like the, I can understand what they're saying. And that is a big kudos. So I was like, Oh wow. That's really interesting that there's this random deaf guy on the team and they're, and he's doing sign. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, it was good. It was good. The waitress understood him, which I thought was cool. She took his order. No problem. Uh, it was kind of bullshit that the rest of the people on the team were just talking and no one was signing him. And I don't know whether he was supposed to understand that or not. And I'm like, well, nobody's talking to him. He's signing and they get him. But does he understand what they're saying? They didn't address that part. Oh, so. by the way, I do know the information of that because I looked it up. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. He actually isn't hearing challenged. He can't speak, I think is what it is. Oh, bummer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he can hear, but he so can't he's just, speak. He's, just, he's not able to speak. Yeah. Well, that's from interesting. A, from a war thing or something, I think they said. And so that I definitely looked that up because I saw sign language and I knew that yeah. we had to talk about it. Um, so he can do that. He can sign. And that's like his talking. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. They didn't make that clear at all. No, I think it's I like in some in. sort of lore notes or something. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not going to read the lore notes. So. By the way, putting asterisks, and I'm going to let you continue. But yeah. uh, And this is uh, something through my... through, through <laughs> I'm, our... I'm going to let you continue, but yes. Right. Well, I am. But I have to say this first so you know as you talk. Um, in our DMs, which is like, you know, outside of the show, I mentioned something to you about a certain game, maybe playing it because of a gift card. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Well, anyways, I said something about like, I might play a game and because I might have a, is this that game gotten a gift card? This is that game. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. Like I could have gotten a different game with it. That's all I'm saying. And so I got this game because. I heard terrible things, and you know me. I want to go towards the terribleness sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying I'm sorry, because, man, I spent money on this. I really But I didn't really spend money, because it's not, you know, it's not my money. But But it's a good card money. You could have got something better. It doesn't matter. Continue with your explanation, and now I'm very (laughs) interested to talk afterwards. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it kind of started off, uh, like, kind of positively. I've seen the sign language here, so they must have put some time into it. And then you go to the, the building and then you break in and like, man, it just went south so fast after starting to play the game. Um, I mean, the, they walk you through the controls and it's OK. Um, it's clearly like, you know, a lot of shooting. You've got a sword and a rifle and also a pistol. The pistol can do like parrying uh, sword to cut dudes up and you cut like their heads off. You cut their torsos in half and stuff, which is kind of a, a hoot. Mm-hmm. Um but it just right off the bat, oh, I will say also, when you start the game, you have three difficulties. I don't know if you noticed this. There's normal, there's hard, and then there's Japanese hard. And I'm like, okay, it tells you a lot about this game that they put Japanese hard as the hardest difficulty right there. I'm going to refrain from further comment, but I will say that was not in the plus column uh, in my side here. There's a bunch of politically incorrect slash problematic things in this game. In Are general. there? Okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get far enough to even find more of them. I was like, I was already kind of on guard after that. All right. Um, but like you start, like there's just like a ton of dudes and they're shooting you and like uh, you die pretty quickly. And I feel like the guys are pretty bullet spongy. I like, 
like one time I feel like I headshotted a guy and he went down. But other than that, I was like, they were not going down with headshots. And they were just kind of like, I'd run up and I think a guy was dead and he wasn't dead. And um, your checkpoints, I don't know how it goes further on, but in the early game, it was pretty miserable. Like I got to the second or third room of bad guys and died like with only like one guy left in the third room. And you die, you got to go all the way back to the first room and do all the thing again. And I'm like, okay, that was like, yeah, that was like a lot. Like I just got through all this. I don't want to do this again. Like restart me at the beginning of the room I died in, not two rooms back. That was trash. Um, and there was just like an absurd amount of guys in the third room too. I'm like, this is too many guys for like level one. Like I'm just learning your game. I'm just getting my foot in. And already I feel like I'm overwhelmed. Like too many guys shooting, trying to sneak up on guys, do the sword. And that is only semi-successful. Um, it, it's kind of tough to tell who's your team and who's not your team. I shot my guy, my own guys a couple times, which was dumb. Um, so I just like, it just had a really bad first impression. It just feels difficult. Checkpoints, not great. Um, you died too quickly. And I just was like, I'm just like you said earlier, uh, with the Metroidvania thing, I just, I just don't want to do this. Like if you're going to walk me in, give me a good time at the beginning, uh, especially at normal level. Like, let me, let me find my rhythm first. Uh, but it feels pretty try hard from the get go. And I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not here for this. Man, I have a bunch of things to say. You're you're right. right in everything you said. Okay. It's it's too hard. By the way, some of the team that worked on this worked on Ninja Gaiden. Okay. Um, so that's kind of some backstory. And, you know, they like their difficult games. Yeah. So, uh, of course, me, you know, I want to just, like, uh, be interested by this weird ex- idea and experience. So I put it on normal, of course. Uh, and... You're right on everything. Like the checkpoint system is garbage. I mean, absolute garbage for a game like this. It's super hard. Doesn't make any sense, right? Agreed. Um, and then the shooting and the melee—it's it, weird. Like it's like their version of a fighting game. It's not like any other fighting game. It's like they want you to play their style of action game, sure. right? Because all the things you'd think, like you said, headshot should work. No, they're bullet spongy. Yeah. And why are they bullet spongy? Because they want you to switch weapons and they want you to get close to do melee and they want you, you know, they want you to play the game how they want you to play it. Sure. That is the worst kind of game in my opinion. Like that's, that's what really rubbed me the wrong way yet. I kept playing because it's so peculiar. It's such a weird fucking game. And here's why I'm going to blow your mind and why it actually gets better. And I was like, Oh, at least it's not like total waste of money is okay. After you do, I don't know, do okay enough to get to an extra, an extra uh, story section. Um, there was this boss, and it was a really difficult boss, but they gave you a, like a grenade launcher, so I was able to figure it out. It's, again, they want you to do it the way they want you to do it. It wasn't like attack normally. It was just like do the things they want you to do. Then you get back to the police station. Now, that's where you are, right? Because you're mm. basically a group of people that should be in prison, but you're like, you know, the 80s-style movie kind of thing. Like, we're the ragtag A-team, and we're like, but also at the police station and people have to deal with us and we're problematic. One guy is so problematic that he's like a creep to like ladies mm-hmm. and that's all bad. Like, I don't like that. It feels real awful and uncomfortable. But anyways, the minute you get there and you're this woman with a cybernetic arm, which is already cool in my opinion, you could just get to free roam and it's like an open world game. So I was just having fun, like running around and talking like to in people. In the city or just within the station? In the station. Gotcha. And there's like a gun range. So you can learn how to shoot better and do all these things that they want you to do better. You know, uh, there's a bunch of kind of mini games. There's tons of dialogue. And then a lot of cats for some reason. Um, 
and there's an, a jukebox, and I picked one of the songs because I had coins from something, and it was an 80s song, like 80s covers. Hmm. Um, for some reason, that went a long way with me, and I'm like running around having fun in this weird place. I go to the next uh, campaign section, and as I'm doing it, it stopped and went into anime, like actual anime. Like a cutscene? Yeah, like a very long one. Like I was like, hmm. she had a flashback in the game, it went to anime, and I was like, "Man, oh man!" After my heartstrings, a video game that like surprises me in that way, like that's not in anything. Like no one knows about that probably, unless you got far enough. And it just was so cool. Like it was it just so cool. Then you know, frustrated with combat again, and I'm like, "Oh, do I want to go through this to get another cutscene? Because who knows what's going to happen next?" Right. I did for a little longer. Bear with this long review. And I got to a ramen mini game where you had to eat ramen. I heard about that. With yeah. a rhythm thing. And I was like, okay, what is this game? And then there was a claw machine. And I had to like get collectibles out of it. And it operated just like a claw machine. So I was like almost in love with it. I'm like, oh my goodness, do I like this game a lot? Even though there's like lots, lots of problems. Here's the end of the review. I okay. keep eating shit on this level. I mean, these ninjas they send at you are fucked. Like instant kills right and i'm like okay fuck this game you know i like what they're doing it's quirky whatever i die like the seventh time in a row and guess what happens what they put bunny ears on me bunny ears oh no and they call it nico chan mode oh man and i was like oh my goodness what's happening but i continue to play because it was easier See, that's Team Ninja bullshit from back it's in the bullshit. day. It's bullshit, yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. They did that in Ninja Gaiden where you... I don't know if you could if you selected it or if you, if they gave it to you just after dying a certain amount, but they called it Ninja Dog Mode. And they put like a ribbon on you or something like that. And oh. like it was like this like sign of dishonor that you weren't good enough to play the normal mode. And they put you on like the easy easier mode after like shit talking you and saying that you were like a scrub and stuff. So that's funny like because that. I like thought she looked cool with the, with the ears on anyhow. So no. yeah, I don't think you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to be embarrassed. <laughs> I was not. They it would they failed at embarrassing me. But I will say this. Um yeah, the game's weird and broken. And the reason I did finally stop playing it is because you go to a boss and you know, we, we just described this game's difficult and they want you to play it how they want you to play it. I don't know how to beat that boss. Like I don't know how yeah. to do it. So Well, you know, just to follow up on one of your points, I mean, I think it's okay for a game to come up with its own ideas and to not play like other games. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, sometimes there's a learning curve and all that, which is fine. But the the issue with doing that is if you're going to do that, you need to have a great tutorial and you need to have your players be walked into it so that they can learn what you're doing. Because I think it's, I think it's logical to assume most people will probably approach this game as a regular regular style action game, which it doesn't come off like that once you get into it, like you said. Mm -hmm. So you need to like have like a fraction of the the bad guys at the beginning. Give me a sense of how you want me to play this. Teach me to play this. Show me what your vision is. And then once I'm down with it, then you can start cranking up difficulty and making things weird and difficult. But like, you know, you can't just go from the get-go with a non-standard kind of setup, non-standard sensibilities, and then expect people to just kind of hang with it. So, I mean, uh, for me, it, it kind of kicked me in the face in a way that I don't appreciate. And I did not rise to the challenge. I mean, I think I rather would go play something else rather than struggle through and struggle through and struggle through. I mean, the checkpoint more than anything else is what really put me off. Yeah. Um, so, 
I mean, maybe there's something good here. Maybe I would have liked it if I had gotten further. But again, like we say on the show all the time, the first the first opening of your game, the beginning sections are so important. And you really got to craft those really well to get people in. And if all you're doing is kicking people to the curb from the get go, I mean, yeah, there's going to be some people to play it. I mean, I know that Darren Foreman is reviewing it for us at uh, Game Critics. I mean, he finished the game. But he's like an amazing player. He's got like some of the best skills on earth, dude. So I would expect him to finish that, especially since he's a Tim Ninja fan. But like for other people like me or you or other people, I don't know that that's the right approach. I think that well, maybe you need to to change it up a little bit. Well, I agree with you on the, on the checkpoints really bad. And yes, you can like in quotes get better at this kind of game or if you're like good uh, <clears throat> at this type of style. But so there's so many things to say, but I would say that yes, they need to teach you better. But also on top of that, I think it's just balanced wrong. Because I play these games all the time, and I got to this one area where there's these ninjas, and funny ninjas, um, and they just like one shot you a couple times, right? That's that's yeah. not that's not getting good at a game. I know there's Dark Souls, but again, that whole world, you understand where the where where you're at. Um, this is like you're doing good, you're doing good, you're kicking ass. You, there's actually upgrades in this game, and then you meet one ninja who like one shots you, right? Yeah. So, and then the reason I noped out because there's a boss. I can beat bosses. I beat the boss before it, and it was a tank. You know what I mean? Like literally a tank. And this person, who's not a tank, I couldn't beat because when they restart you in the bad checkpoint system, you have no weapons and you have no health potions. So they're like, they're already fucking you. So yeah. I think the balancing is so broken in this game, but yet there's something very interesting there. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, sometimes failures can be really, really interesting, but... It really is up to you, the player, to kind of think, you know, do I want to put up with the stuff that I don't like to participate yeah. in the stuff that I do like? And for me, that balance was not was not there at all. So that was kind of unfortunate. But it seems like you got more out of it than I did. So that's good. Just a little bit. And it's almost like bit. I saw what the future could be for, you know, different interesting parts of games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say um, as a way of wrapping up this section, um, play Binary Domain. Binary Domain is <laughs> nice. amazing. Yes. That's a great game. It's got similar themes. It's awesome. Um, great story, great characters, great gameplay. And basically nobody in the world played it. I think you can get it on Steam. Um, it might be somewhere else. But Binary Domain, if you want to play a combat-focused game where you're taking out androids in a alternate future setting. So Binary 100% Domain, 100% agree. People. $15 yeah. on Steam. That's, that's a fucking hell of a deal for Binary Domain right there. Anyway, all right, let's go to Exploria, last official game of the show. I don't know anything about this one. Uh, tell us about <laughs> it, Carlos Rodello. This is where I go. I have no games. I'm, not, nothing, I'm feeling nothing. I went back to my PlayStation um, library, you know, where they keep all the games you've ever bought or downloaded ever. Um, do you ever go back into your library like that much? I do. I get really overwhelmed because I've got like a thousand games um, in my library. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot of games here. And I, I know. Like, and you're not lying because mine was eight ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely over a thousand. And I'm just like, oh, geez, there's a lot of stuff here. And what do I want to play? And oh, I forgot about this. And oh, what about what? What is it? What is this game? I don't even remember yeah, buying this. Yeah. And what's happening? Yeah, it's it's overwhelming. Well, that's what this game Exploria was. I was like, wait, RPGs. I love RPGs. Um, indie RPG. Love that. And I don't remember playing this, but I played like 1% of it. So let's fire that sucker up. 1%. Nice. Um, so it's got Elex energy. I think it was made by uh, probably a couple people. It's, you know, unfinished, basically. Uh, there's so many missing pieces to it. It's such a basic kind of indie RPG. But there's some sort of interesting heart there. Uh, kind of like Elex 1 that we both loved. Definitely a bigger studio that worked on that. 
But yeah, and the other reason I started playing it is because with my job, I've actually went back to streaming. So I'm going to start streaming and um, making YouTube videos out of like RPGs that I play. So that was the other reason. So I was just like, hey, what game can I play that's like ridiculous and I can stream? But little did I know that I have so much fun with it. Um, there's so many things that are wrong. Like when you swing your sword at monsters, that there's no sound for impact. None. Oh, interesting. So you're not even sure you're hitting them? No, you have no idea. You just see a health bar so you can see your, you know. But that, that's like number one thing you put in your RPG. Uh, there's no jumping. Not a fan of that. Okay. A dodge roll is really slow. I mean, it's okay, but it's not great. Um, you can target enemies. I learned that after a while, but it, it's it's kind of trash. Uh, you know, the graphics are weird. Things are floating in the air. It's it's kind of unfinished, but there's something to it that's so ridiculous and funny. You know how like bad dialogue's funny in RPGs or they can sure, be. Sure, sure. So every every NPC I go up to, I'm like, what really? Uh, you're saying that? That makes no sense at all. So yeah, I, I it's one of those games where I don't have much to report on. It's it's an indie RPG, third person. <laughs> you run around, hit things. It's not great, but it's interesting. It's just an interesting thing, and I'm really bringing it up because uh, come and check me out on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash The Real Carlos Rodella. I'm gonna be streaming this game because it's real ridiculous. I think it makes for good content. All right. There we go. I think I'm not going to say anything else besides that. I think just it's like more of a commercial for the stream. Uh, <laughs> really, if anything else. If anything else, we're not talking about it here. Come see me online. We'll talk yeah, about it Yeah, I there. mean, it's just fun. You know, we've played these indie games where it's like uh, Euro Jank, you like to say, or whatever. Sure. It, there's something there, and you go, well, I'll play for another hour, you know? Right, right, right. So that's what this is. It just feels like, yeah, it's it's, it's broken in lots of ways, but there's some heart there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's the only, one of the only RPGs where there's no XP. Uh, so you just have to get money. Oh, okay. So just right? like real life then, I guess. Yeah, it's just like real life, yeah. There, just well, get money. By the way, here, let's use this as a tangent. I wish there was XP in life, right? In real life. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like you, we don't know how we're doing. Like you finish a day and you're like, "Did I do good today? What happened?" Right? I don't know. I guess it depends. I guess it depends. Sometimes you get better at certain things, or sometimes you get wiser at certain things, or I guess maybe you just get older. Perhaps you maybe just your get age older. Stat just increases by one every day. I yeah, your XP is age, right? <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I still think people could check it out. What I think it's probably really cheap. Exploria. Uh, by the way, here's fun fact. I'm the only person streaming it on Twitch. You are the one and only. I am okay, cool. the person. I wonder if the developers know. Well, now they'll know. Now they know. I'm going to send it to them and I'm going to like hit them up on Twitter. Because there's fun to be had. I'm having fun with this game. I think Exploring. maybe you talking about this game is probably more fun than the game. I, that is not true. Because you have to watch my videos. I had some fun. <laughs> Fabio. Right. Fabio's in the game. Not the Fabio. Fabio. Oh. But a Fabio and I did it. Uh, he wanted me to collect wolf's teeth for him, and I did that, and that was really fun. There's okay. other fun things that happen. That's Exploria, folks. Exploria, Exploria. shit shows over. Brings us to the the end of the main content of this very wayward show. This show that we struggled and 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 pained ourselves to deliver. Uh, let's do a couple things before we go. Before we end. Before we end the suffering here. Um, I got a couple things, Carlos. What do you got? Suffering. 
people listening are probably suffering. Oh, they're suffering. Yeah. I, I forgot. We didn't, we don't have to suffer and they can suffer. Um, I don't have anything here except that I remember that we wanted to talk about Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Let's get to that last. Let me talk about these other things first. Okay. Uh, first, I just watched the first episode of Lockwood and Company on Netflix. Uh, this is, I was a little confused by this one. I thought this was a spinoff of Doom Patrol, but I don't think it is. But I think it's very similar to something that is going to get a spinoff mm. from Doom Patrol. I was like, I was really trying to figure out, is this related? Is it not? Is it the thing? Is it not? It's really confusing because sometimes p- people will launch games or shows that are very similar in content at the same time, but they are not related. And I'm like, did you guys all go to the same like game jam or like what happened? Like, how did this all come about? But Basically, Lockwood and Company is a story of a alternate world, alternate reality in England, I believe it's set, where something happens and ghosts come from the other side and they just like wreck humanity. Ghosts are like super powerful and evil and they're fucking things up. Mm. And they are they are not just like Casper friendly. They're not just apparitions like they kill you and there's problems with ghosts. And for some reason, from what I gather, uh, teenagers and kids are somehow sensitive enough to deal with ghosts, but they lose that power when they when they become adults. So adults are powerless to do anything to the ghosts because they can't see them and can't hear them anymore, but they can get killed by them. Uh, but the kids, teenagers, can see and can hear them. It's an interesting so idea. Yeah, that's the premise. But not everybody's the same. Like the, the main character can see ghosts really well, but he can't really hear them very well. And his one of his partners can hear really, really well and can only see sort of well. And so they kind of like support each other with the different senses. There's a third guy. I'm not sure what the third guy does yet. They haven't really brought him up yet. But so this is the basic premise. You fight uh, ghosts with like uh, swords because the sword is made of iron and iron is, is the anathema to the ghosts. They do all sorts of like ritual stuff and they try to like cleanse ghosts from wherever they go. They form this agency and there's lots of other agencies as well. This is like the new hot business in the world is having kids fight ghosts uh, and the kids die and stuff like it's kind of. It's not it is not danger free. Hmm. So it's interesting. Um, the banter is pretty good so far. It's pretty dry banter. You got to really pay attention to hear what they're saying. And sometimes there's like little uh, little double meanings and stuff. It's, it's, it's fairly British feeling in that way. Um, but it's pretty good. Pretty interesting. Uh, I checked online and apparently this is a pretty well-known comic book. I had never heard of it, but it's got a pretty big following from the comics. And so people are saying they are happy with the adaptation. So I. I don't know that about that myself, but I have been enjoying that first episode. We're going to watch some more today, and I think it's uh, it's worth a worth a check it out. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I think on Netflix, and yeah. it looked cool. So yeah, that seems okay. Um, we also watched the movie Plane uh, with Gerard. Uh, what's his name? That guy, Gerard something something. Oh man, what is his name? Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage on Netflix. Uh, it's it seems like a real B movie kind of action thing, but that's what we were in the mood for at that time and uh, it fit the bill it totally fit the bill it's this guy who is a pilot they he gets shitty instructions from his company because they want to save money and so they send him into a storm to cut down on fuel costs bad idea uh they go down on this island this really harrowing plane crash but then when they get there it's an island that is controlled by terrorists and so they are not safe and then they have to deal with the terrorists on the island before they can get rescued um so i mean it's 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 fine. I'm not the biggest fan of Gerard Butler, but he is in, he is in a lot of B movies that I think end up being pretty okay. Um, I do like Mike Coulter a lot. He does a good job, and it's just you know the action's pretty good. 
Uh, it's not anything that's going to win any awards, but if you're in the mood for um, something to watch while you munch down some popcorn, <laughs> um, it's you know it's just good B movie action. We we thought it was pretty good. There's one scene at the end of the uh, movie where they have a God, what is it? Like an anti-tank rifle that one of the guys has. And he's like shooting dudes through all these cars and taking out the terrorists. That was pretty cool. First yeah. time I've seen a scene like that. That was kind of fun. But yeah, it's just it's fine. Like it was good. It was good. It was totally fine. Did what it did what it needed to do, and we were happy with it. Um, but you know, you're not gonna be talking about it at Oscar time or anything like that. So All right. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I have nothing to add because we were just talking about earlier about like having um, you know, if we have other things to do, like other pieces of content to, to take in. And like, yeah. if it's not something, if it's something that's just okay, I'm like, I nope out like yeah. in 10 minutes, but it sounded like it was yeah. an, enough fun. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's like, you know, I'm kicking it with the family and like, we need to just watch something kind of mindless to chill out. And, you know, my wife had had a really long day. I had a really long day and we just wanted to just you know, you want something to entertain you, but you don't really want to have to like work to engage with oh, it very hard, yeah, you know, yeah. like one of those things. And that was the perfect, perfect, man. Like dudes flying the plane, crashing the plane, shooting terrorists and uh, rescuing the good folks. And then it all ended OK. And that was what our brains could handle that day. And it checked it checked that box. So. Well, let, let me tangent real quick. Yep. What You know what my thing is that for every almost every night, I think it's almost every night uh, when I have dinner, I watch one show that makes my brain shut off. Mm-hmm. But engaged enough that I'm interested, and that's Dragon's Den. Dragon's Den? Never heard of it. What so it? Dragon's Den is the UK version of Shark Tank. Oh, okay, okay. Right, okay. and so Shark Tank's that, that show that could be like on, I don't have television in that way, but it could be on like, you know, and just like on a marathon and be like, oh, it's kind of fun to just have on and learn about new companies and see where they go wrong and stuff. So, but Dragon's Den, I think, is the superior one. It's like produced better. Um, there's not as much infighting, you know, American stuff, right? Yeah. Like Mark Cuban's like yelling like, no, 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 he's stupid. You know, he's stupid. <laughs> like, shut up, dude. Like, just <laughs> shut up. I'm just so over his like, I just know everything, you know? Right, right. Um, so I don't know. There's some fighting. Like there's this guy, Tuca, who's kind of annoying. But in general, they're more like respectful. So I watch that as my evening thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So that kind of fits the bill for us, right? Like we were just in the mood for some explosions and gunfire and that was, that was what it was. So that worked. And then the only thing left to talk about is the last of us TV show, which we've been, you've been watching for a while. Uh, My wife and I just caught up with the most recent episode last night. So we are now up to date. Yeah. Um, And before we watched this show, my wife completed the game because she wanted to, to play the game first and I played the game back in the day. So we are now ready to talk about it. So I guess spoiler warning for anybody who um, is planning to watch The Last of Us. I'm not sure how that spoiler warning works, I guess, because the game's been out forever. It's been remastered twice. And so I think it's a kind of a known quantity, although the show is a little bit different in some ways. It um, is so. a little different. And we're not going to like spoil the ending here or anything. We're just going to no, no, talk no. about yeah, what's up to date so far. I mean, so far, I think, what, six episodes? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. And they're moving so, fast. You know, like if you yeah. play the game... A lot can happen in the video game in an hour, so they're you know they're going pretty quickly in the yeah, story. Yeah, they are. So just I guess I guess just mild spoiler warning. I mean, I don't think we're going to spoil anything that hasn't already been known for a decade. But in case you want to be completely cold on the show, maybe skip ahead. And uh, I mean, this is probably the last thing we're going to talk about before we 
And yeah. anyway, so feel free to bounce if you want to. So. What's oh before you bounce though, everybody check out Extraordinary. It's so good. I'm finishing oh, that's it on right our now. list. That's on our list. That's on our list. Oh watch. my yeah. goodness, bro! Like I can't even. I know we're gonna talk about Last of Us real quick though. It I is it one good. of the finest shows ever made, in my opinion. I know that's really huge for me to say, and I don't want to. Uh, what's it called? Make the expectations it, high. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I can. I don't think I can. What happens at the end here, real quick, is every episode that does a little cutscene, and then it you know comes back to the show for a minute, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And every time they cut back, it's also good. Like, it, and the show's over. I can't even. And they're using um, Slay. Uh, fuck me. It's Slay Bells is the name of the song. Um, I want to get this right. Hold on. Slay Bells song. Um, indie artist is. Oh no, Slay Bells is the name of the. The band, yeah, Sleigh Bells. They're okay. fucking amazing. So they're almost in every episode, and that does a lot for me because I just love them so much. Um, I can't speak highly enough. enough. I'm so excited for you to watch it. Yeah, uh, that is absolutely on our list. We are going to for sure watch that. Uh, question for you, though, really quickly. Yeah. Do you feel like Extraordinary, is that like a family show, or is that more of a grown-up show? Interesting. There's there's some sex stuff, but nothing much. Um are we talking about just sex or? I'm, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, violent. I mean, and is, is it like it's not is violent, it brutal, violent? No. No. no, no, no and no. is there a lot of like explicit sex stuff? No, no. It's, it's more funny and heartfelt, and really about emotions and connections. Okay, that sounds okay. Then maybe we'll give it a shot. I think it's important, actually. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple moments of like sexy, sexy stuff, but it's nothing like yeah, yeah. nothing explicit or no. It's really fucking good. Okay, anyways, back to the Last okay. of Us. Check that out, extraordinary. Yes. Um. Uh, okay, so Last of Us, let me give you... I mean, you've kind of talked about it a little bit. Let me give you my just really brief thoughts um, in no particular order. Um, so I just watched my wife play through most of the game. I wasn't sitting on the couch next to her for all of it, but I watched you know, a, a good chunk of it over her shoulder to kind of refresh my memory. Um, and so I think the TV show is fine. I'm kind of finding it kind of unremarkable. Um, I think certain bits of it are really, really good. But in general, I feel like it's just kind of like if I had not played this game and I was coming to it as just a person wanting to watch a post-apocalyptic show, I don't know that anything here would really stand out to me except for maybe episode three and maybe episode five Um, and parts of those, not the whole thing either. It just, you know, like it's just it's like when Last of Us, the game came out and we were all kind of feeling post-apocalyptic zombie burnout at that time. Um, and it stood out because of the story, which in terms of video games does tell a better story, whether you like it or not, they did put more effort into the narrative. They spent a lot more time on the quiet moments that, that games weren't really doing at that time, or at least not doing successfully. Um, so it made sense to stand out there, but like in terms of just being a TV show, I'm just like, it's okay. Like it's fine, I guess. Um, it's not blowing me away. Um, I do think also it's really weird that I'm encountering some people who, want the TV show to be literally a shot for shot remake of the video game. And they get mad when anything is different. And I'm like, why would you want that? Because you played the game, you have the memories, you can go back and play the game again. If you want to, it should be different. It should be something else, like more of an adaptation rather than a shot for shot retelling. Yeah. Um, And I find that the show is strongest in the moments where it does get away from the game, um, where it's not faithfully slavishly recreating bits from the game. Um, the parts where they diverge, which I think is where the fans get the maddest, is I think the parts where the show is the best. Um, so that's kind of my take on it so far. Um, speaking of specifics, uh, I think uh, Pedro Pascal is he's good in this. Um, 
he's not bad. I mean, he, I love him. I mean, I love him in basically everything he does, but I don't know that his Joel is really selling me on it. It's, I don't know. Something about it is just kind of like, I don't feel as emotionally invested in his Joel as I did in the video game Joel. Mm. And maybe that's just because I played the game already. Maybe. And you were like agency or the character, right? So that's a little bit I mean, maybe that was it, perhaps. It, you know, that might have something to do with it. It's possible. Um, but I'm just not feeling it. And I got to say, I, although Bella Ramsey, the person who plays Ellie, is great, I, I don't care for her in this, dude. I think she's miscast. I don't like her in this. Um, I think part of that has to do with how they're changing Ellie's character. Uh, I don't know if this is true or not, but you know, Last of Us 2 takes a pretty hard turn. And I was one of the people who played Last of Us 2 and was like, wow, I hate this because I don't feel like Ellie in Last of Us 2 is Ellie in Last of Us 1. I don't feel like that was a logical evolution of her character. It didn't it didn't jive with me. Mm -hmm. um, it felt more like they had a story to tell and they were using these characters that had already been established to tell that story. I agree. Um, yeah, I felt like those should have been totally different characters. Maybe I would have felt different about the game if it was not Joel and Ellie, if it was just like Bob and Susie or something, somebody else. Um, but that didn't feel like to me. And I almost feel like, and maybe I'm imagining this, but I almost feel like the way that they have changed Ellie's character in the show is to kind of retcon how violent she becomes in Last of Us 2. Um, I don't feel like it's the same character. And even I asked my wife, who just finished it, She's like, this Ellie seems different to me. Like, she seems a little bit more of a psycho, a little bit more violent in ways that she wasn't in the game. And I think that that kind of undercuts the relationship they had because Joel is like the crusty asshole and Ellie was supposed to be like, you know, kind of the light that rekindles um, his inner his inner softness, right? And it's just, I don't know, something about it is just, Bella Ramsey's not working for me in this role. And I think she's great. I love her in other roles. Um, she's been fantastic in other things. But for this... I'm just not getting the right vibe off her, and it's just it's not working for me. I don't. It's think. interesting you bring that up, and I'm glad you did. By the way, they were both in Game of Thrones. I didn't remember. I didn't that. watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I don't. I hate that. I literally have talked about this show before uh, on this podcast many times, saying I despise it, which I still do. But um, yeah, they were both in it, which is really interesting. Um, so I agree with you. I don't think that's Ellie from the games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it I don't doesn't think feel I, like it to me. I, I'm not going to go into episode three because I did on a previous podcast already. Um, and I had thoughts on that, but I think well, that... I'll talk about it in a second. We'll come back to it. But okay. But didn't I, didn't I talk about in this show already? You did. Yeah. You okay. Did. Yeah. But um, I, had, I had not seen it at that time. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. I think that she's just different. I think this whole thing is different. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, that, I think it's almost like I'm wondering if this is why I like it more is because I went into it thinking like after I saw her performance and I saw Pedro, I was like, oh yeah, this is just a, a take on last of us as a zombie movie or show, and I'm going to watch it thinking of it as that. So I'm actually watching each episode not thinking of the game in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll remember moments from the game, and I'll be like, and like, you know, some shot-for-shot shot stuff will happen. But it's not really what I'm focused on, you know? And I think that's the best way to watch it, honestly. I it think really, that's how you yeah. should watch it, yeah. It's making yeah. me like it better, I think, and maybe that's why. Yeah. And it, you just watch, you know, your wife play the, the game. Um, so then, but the, I also agree with you that I don't, like... I'm not in love with her character because she's she's like snarky and and not mean but snarky and and guarded but I don't believe it enough in a weird way. Um there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's nothing earned yet, right? Cuz she just started that way and I know that that's the game or whatever, but I don't know. I oh, By the way, when you restart the game when you meet Ellie, she's just like hanging out with the rebels or whatever. Yeah, she's not a prisoner. Of she's the not rebels, a prisoner yeah. like chained to the wall. So like that also will turn turn a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, so maybe that's why they're they're saying that she was. I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you when you're saying that now, though. Yeah, something about her. It's just it's just not working for me. I don't care for her character the way that she is is portraying it. And you know, maybe that's the director. I mean, they clearly have changed certain things about it. They've shored up certain things or changed certain things. Like when Joel gets injured at the university, that's different and it makes mm-hmm. more sense. Yeah. Um, when Joel, uh, d- he tries to get his brother Tommy to take Ellie all the way west rather than taking her himself in the game it seems random and stupid but in the show it made way more sense so that was good i mean some of these changes are good um but some of it it just just in in general i just don't think there's anything remarkable about it especially in relation to how many other zombie post-apocalyptic movies are out there and in tv shows where um if i didn't know about last of us i would be like this show is kind of boring and dull and slow and i don't really get it um, I, I, will, I do want to talk about episode five and episode three. So episode three is the one where that focuses on Bill and Frank, where in the game um, you get a car from one of these guys and then you can search his apartment for little notes and then you just like leave. And I think he dies at the end of it or something like that. Um, but, you know, he is gay in the game. You can find notes and um, whatever. Like there's there's artifacts in his in his uh, apartment that reveal him to be gay if he found those notes. So number one, the fans who are mad that they made them gay and and were doing the SJW agenda, you just outed yourself as not paying attention to the game in the first place because he was already gay. That was way back in the day. That's not new. Um, They leaned into it way more, but like he's always been gay. So don't act like that was new. You just didn't know. Um, I do think that was a great episode though. I know you didn't care for it that much, but I think that was really well done. Not in the sense of a zombie apocalypse movie or anything. It was just that you remind me a lot of like Brokeback Mountain. You ever see Brokeback Mountain? Yeah, of course. And I know where you're going with this and I'm not disagreeing. I just still, I'm going to stick to my guns and say that it's just too much of an episode. I I didn't, I didn't think that way. I thought it was fine. Okay. I thought it was fine. Um, I really appreciated seeing, I mean, both of their portrayals, both guys, it was Nick Offerman and the other guy. And I'm sorry that I don't know the other guy's name. He's so good too. I apologize. Yeah. Other guys, both good. They're both really good. Um, and they just really sell it. White Lotus. I haven't seen that yet, but anyway, they just, just there, it was just a well-told like love story. And from that perspective, I'm like, that was a really cool episode that we got to see basically the whole arc of their relationship in, in less than one hour. And then how they ended it was different than the game. And I thought the ending was better here. My wife also agreed. They thought the ending was better here. Um, so I thought that was really well done. I think that just that standalone episode, in fact, you didn't even need to watch any other episode of last of us i think that's like the best episode and it kind of stands alone as a capsule so i think that would be okay can i put one little asterisk and say yeah yeah the yeah. only reason the main reason i didn't like it is because um well again i don't th- yeah the main reason is this you're going to spend a whole episode on a series i think again this could have been episode seven or eight and i probably would have had a lesser problem and secondly both those characters are not in the show anymore and so it doesn't matter what happened to their life, unfortunately, but it's, yes, it's a loving story. And also all they get is his truck out of it. And then the truck gets destroyed. So yeah. there's no takeaway from the, the, the full episode they spent on with these, this, this incredible love story. There's no takeaway from it for our main characters in the series. And so that's my frustration is like, well then have something carry over. You I, know? Mean, I think the thing that carries over is just like how life was in this in this time right i mean that was really the only it's like painting the the background of the world that they're in and that would just kind of showed you and also it was just a good human story i mean most of these episodes don't have a lot of zombies in them so this is not i mean it's not even really a zombie heavy show like there's barely any zombies in any of the episodes well, episode five right that's the one episode five had that big fight like at the very very end but like prior to that there's barely any zombies in this whole show so far i mean maybe there's more but 
so it just to me was a really well told story um and i think that was just the takeaway was just like this is what it was like for people in this time and in this place and that and that worked for me i will say also when you talked about episode three like i was almost bracing myself because you said you felt like it was really explicit and i was ready i you know i went into it carefully because i'm like uh no disrespect to anybody but like watching watching naked dudes is not my thing and just me personally my preference um and so i was very like you know, I was ready to like look aside or something if it got pretty. It didn't get very. They just like kissed or something. I I was the way you described it. Like I was getting ready for some hardcore action, and there was it was not hardcore at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But they 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 spent a long time looking at Nick, being you know as as naked, not naked, but you know they 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 spent some time on Nick. I think I think you oversold it, dude. I was ready for Re- some hardcore. I oversold it. I think there was going to be more than there was, and I was a little bit nervous. Uh, and then it was like totally nothing. Well, you know, because like, remember, time is not real, right? So like, it's just because I wasn't ready for that. I I didn't know what this show episode was going to be. I saw it, you know when it when it aired, yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh wait, Nick Offerman's um just going to be uh, naked for a while. Oh wait, he's he's still naked. Oh now they're going to spend the next morning, and he's still you know I don't know. It's not, I felt it's like it was, not that it was, long. It was much less than I expected. So yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll just yeah. Say I, I did oversell it. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. But I was I was bracing myself for some hardcore, and it was not hardcore, so that was fine. Uh, and, and again, if you like naked dudes doing hardcore stuff, no disrespect whatsoever. That's just right. not my They're just not flavors. even doing hardcore stuff. Yeah, that's not my flavor. Anyway, episode five. Yep. This is the one where the the brothers Henry and Sam. Yep. Uh, Ellie and Joel meet them in like. Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago. I don't know what city they're in. They're in something like that. Um, and this is in the game. This is the one where Henry and Sam are on the run from the people in the town. It's not really clear why. And then um, the little boy, Sam, gets bitten by a zombie and then Henry has to kill him. And then Henry like kills himself like immediately afterwards. It was like a really brutal moment in the game. Um, super brutal. Um, really wrenching. And I thought what they did with them this time around was interesting. They spent a lot more time explaining the city and why Henry was on the lamb. It made sense, uh, made perfect sense. I'm glad that they did it because it really fleshed in a part of the game that I always felt was kind of lacking. Um, so that was good. And they also made Sam uh, deaf in this one. So he did ASL. I mean, this is like the second time that we're bringing up mm-hmm. ASL sign language on the show. But I thought he did a great job. And also... Um, Henry, the older brother, did a great job also. They were understandable. It all made perfect sense. They must have had a really good sign coach because it was all appropriate. And, it, you know, I could, you know, no problem whatsoever. It was done very respectfully and good. So I was really happy with that. But um, I, I, I appreciated seeing more of their story. And I think it made them both stronger characters. And rather than it just being played for the gruesomeness of the situation as as it was in the game i i felt like it was really earned this time around like we spent so much more time with them and we understood them so much more that one really stood out to me because i really felt for them um in a bad way uh so uh, bad good way like you know like it was sad but i still got it and it made sense to me so i mean i think those moments were good but overall um you know like people saying like this is revolutionary tv deserves all the awards and stuff i'm like really like it's other than those moments, it's pretty par for the course. Um, humans are bad. Everybody's fighting for resources. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's all, it's checking all the boxes, um, which I think the original Last of Us did too, but it just stood out at that time because it leaned into narrative where games weren't doing that. But when you talk about movies and TV, there's a lot of TV and a lot of movies out there that are doing some good stuff. And I don't quite think it measures up for me. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think, um, I think I like it okay, and sometimes I like it a lot. And so it's episode to episode, and um, I think yeah, like you said, the Henry episode. I think that was done 
because it is in IRL, right? It's like real actors doing these yeah. things. Yeah. It was much more visceral and, and harsh and, um, but also heartwarming too. Um, and I remember, by the way, I remember that section of the game being like more fighting zombies in tunnels. Is that right? In the oh yeah. There game? was, a t- there was, yeah, dude, there was shitloads more yeah. tunnel fighting zombies. And it's weird how they changed some of those sections because, um, like my wife just played through it. And she's like, every time the scene comes up, she's like, Oh, I died a ton here. And then you, yeah. you watch the scene and they're just walking through. They're a just tunnel, walking through. Fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny. Anyways, I thought it was okay. Uh, I liked it. I, I guess I like it a little more than you. But after episode five, weirdly enough, I kind of kind of matching your cooling down or whatever, mm-hmm. not cooling mm-hmm. off or whatever. Um, so I think it's fun and it's not like something I'm not going to watch because I have HBO. Like yeah. it's one of the yeah. only subscription services I still have. Um, so I'm just going to watch it. But yeah, I'm not like looking for it for revolutionary things. If anything, I'm going to go back probably tonight and go to like YouTube and watch the game thing again. Yeah. And just to see kind of the differences is fun. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll finish it too. Like, we're going to watch it. But it, I got to say, I, I, I do admit I'm kind of watching it just out of obligation because it's, like, game-related and everybody's talking about it. Like, I don't know that I would be like, oh, man, I want to get back and see what happens if I hadn't already played the game and knew about it as this other property, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah. think I'm just... It, it is a famous thing, so I'm watching it, but not... I'm not really, like, hooked on it, I don't think. So. Here, here's the thing that I hope they do well, and this is the final ending, is Fallout TV show. That would be fun. No, it's already being made. But I hope it's fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, literally, like, I would watch the shit out of that no matter. Like, even if it's bad, I think I'll watch it because I'm just, you know, Fallout's my shit. So. I mean, I love Fallout, too. I just hope they, I hope they get it. It's got to be funny. It's got to be irreverent, maybe a little bit of serious. It's got to be a good mix of of stuff, you know, like, it's got to be a moving target, I think. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. All right. All right, folks, that is the show. Uh, yeah, that was that was a show that just happened. Um, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, sorry about that, I guess. Really? <laughs> nah, it was all right. I don't know. I feel like I, I just was so disappointed. I felt like I didn't really get to bring anything super awesome in terms of games this week, and that was that was a bummer to me. But I don't anyway. think I did either, though. That's why it is a shit show. Besides Exploria, which I'm, I'm playing for shits and giggles, yeah. um, which I actually do love. I guess I play, I just brought Exploria. All right. Anyway. All right, folks. It, it's a show that happened. Here we go. We'd love to get your questions and comments, as always. Hit us up, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SoVideoGames. We're on Instagram at SoVideoGamesPodcast. You can also hit us up individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week? To watch videos about Exploria, go to twitch.tv slash TheRealCarlosVidella. Also, uh-huh. those videos will be on YouTube at YouTube.com slash CarlosVidella. There you go. As for me, I'm on basically every social media channel. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode three, two, five. Thank you again for joining us here on the So Many Games podcast. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Two hours and three minutes for a shit show, by the way. We can talk shit with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs>